participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Today, Helwani's Ditch Town, now the inmates are running the asylum. The creatures of the control room are front and center this time around. It's the Rick and GC Show. Or is it the GC and Rick Show? Either way, here are your hosts, Eric Jackman and Connor Burks. Yes, we are back. Uh, it is us, if you're looking for Ariel Helwani. He did not ditch town. Uh, we just, you know... Voiceover guys, kind of expensive these days. Couldn't get a new track made for the intro uh, in such a short amount of time. He is out due to observance of Yom Kippur. Hopefully, he's having a meaningful fast. Uh, so you got us. You got me, GC Connor Burks, my man next to me, Eric Jackman, New York Rick. How we doing, man? Beautiful. It's a beautiful. A little more comfortable this time around. Second time we're doing it. You know, now we're in our own clothes. We're not. We're not doing the Helwani yeah. bit this time. I. I feel a little more comfortable. You know, got one under our belt. The, uh, the outfit changes is much needed. Um, I think we're ready to have some fun. 
Oh, we are going to have some fun. Uh, I was a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. When we were leaving here on Wednesday, I was worried about, like, are we going to have enough to talk about? You know, we got a UFC card, but it's in the Apex. Bellator 299, a lot of fights, but, like, not sure. a ton of big names. I was a little bit worried. Uh, I had nothing to worry about. Uh, Dana White, it felt like every single time I, I got on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, we were getting some sort of new breaking fight news. Uh, we will get into all of that. A lot of fights to react to as well. I mean, there, there was a lot going on this weekend, uh, and we're going to break it down. We're going to have some fun. But before we get into that, have to let you know that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official Sports betting partner of the UFC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code the MMA Hour for a special offer when you sign up. That's code the MMA Hour only at DraftKings Sportsbook. There's one in the can. I forgot. I actually Good forgot. Job. Forgot we we're gonna have to do those until uh, you know just a few minutes before the show. I get them. Nobody better though. I mean, if you're DraftKings, you got to be pretty happy with that. Uh, uh, so just to kind of break down like what happened in terms of you know actual ring time, octagon time, everything like that. Mateusz Gamrot obviously getting a a big win over Fiziev uh, via leg injury, unfortunate yep. ending there for for Rafael. Hopefully he gets a, a speedy recovery, but nonetheless a, a monster win for Gamrot. Now now back to back wins should be ranked top six in the lightweight division at yeah. this point. Bryce Mitchell bouncing back in a very big way. Uh, some some in-octagon antics that made <laughs> for uh, some great memes on the weekend as well. Marina Rodriguez, absolute thumping of Michelle Watterson. We'll get into that when we talk about the parlay bounce because the over yes. one and a half looked dicey there, dicey. man. She was putting it on Michelle Watterson. Yeah. Uh, but have to respect the toughness of the karate hottie. I mean, that was that was impressive stuff. Johnny Evelyn over in Bellator in Dublin. He retains the belt in what was a wild fight. He gets the massive cut. Yep. And then afterward, he's calling out Leon like it is. Uh, and now Leon's coaches are saying that, uh, or Fabian's coaches are saying that uh, Johnny Evelyn spit on him after yeah. the fight. I mean, it was uh, it was frantic in there. It, it was tense. wild. Yep. Yes, tense to say the least. Um, it was also, I do have to mention this. Uh, it was kind of funny. If you were watching UFC and Bellator simultaneously, you went from watching Muhammad Usman, you know, obviously Kamaru's brother, straight into watching Fabian, Fabian Edwards, yeah. Leon's brother, everyone in the in the corners. You had Dustin and Dustin Poirier and Johnny Evelyn's corner. Uh, so a lot of big faces out there. Um, unfortunately, our guy, we'll be talking to him later on in the program at 2 o'clock, Ben Davis, did... Uh, did get knocked out in the first round by Gabe Silva, but I mean, all the respect in the world to that man for getting in there. He he's got a uh, bigger cojones than me because that was uh, that was not an easy feat to get in there against a guy like Gabe Silva. I mean, he he showed how talented he is. the The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree with him. Yeah, he was carrying the promotion on his on his back last week. That's so what we want to talk to him we'll, about. Uh, we'll hear from him later. Uh, in the world of boxing, Conor Ben's somewhat back. I mean, kind of a weird matchmaking thing, 10 rounds, but he, alas, he does get it done now. He's immediately calling for Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, Jean gets the knockout of Joe Joyce, uh, this time in the third round. Tough for Joe Joyce to to come back from that, and Jean's a, a scary dude at heavyweight, man. I, if I'm a top-ranked heavyweight, I don't know if I want to see his name on the ledger, but it seems like Eddie Hearn's been talking about uh, Anthony Joshua. That one makes sense to me, but we'll talk about it later. Uh, Friday? Superlek, very, very close contested win over Rod Tang. Unfortunately, it was only three rounds. There was no belts on the line due to Superlek missing weight, but uh, a very exciting fight nonetheless. Great way to start your Friday morning. We'll get into all of those fights and everything like that, but we have to start. The biggest news of the weekend, the biggest news of, uh, of the week period in the world of mixed martial arts was all the incredible. I mean, I, I had to pull out the thesaurus, plethora. <laughs> uh, what else do I have here? Look the abundance, you. the flood, the surplus 
of fight news uh, that we received throughout. I mean, I think it was Thursday all the way to all the way to last night. We were still getting coming. some in there. They kept coming. Um, so I mean. I say we just start from the top and work sure. our way down. We we go from fight to fight. We'll start on UFC 295. Alex Poetan Pereira taking on Yuri Prohashka, light heavyweight title on the line at MSG. Um, personally, for me, uh, this is the fight that I am most looking forward to out of any of the fights that got announced. I just Interesting. in in my eyes, I just cannot see a world where we're like that didn't live up to it. Yeah, I didn't live up to it. I'm a fan of both these dudes. They're both incredibly violent. They're both incredibly talented. Uh, I think it's going to be an incredible fight. The fact that it's in MSG going to crescendo us into John Jones, Stipe Miocic. Uh, I cannot wait for this one. Yeah, this feels like what could have been a pay-per-view headliner on any other card, but ended up being the co-main. Um, could that be them feeling like maybe Stipe or John are up there long in the tooth? Knock on wood, bro. There? Knock on Hopefully wood. Don't they do. do that now. But... Uh, this is a, a main event, pay-per-view main event-worthy fight, and we're getting it uh, underneath John Jones and Stipe. You, you really can't ask for more for New York. Now, the rest of the card maybe has a little bit left to be desired, but the top two fights, absolutely stunning. And as you said, like it'd be hard to imagine a world where this fight's boring. Like Maybe there's somebody who decides in the middle of the fight, I'm going to test if my grappling is better than the others, but I don't expect it. It's it's going to be a striking battle, and it's going to be fun. I'm not going to lie. Even when Yuri goes to the ground, it's usually pretty chaotic. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't envision any sort of lay and pray. I, I don't envision us needing the full five rounds for this one either, yeah. uh, and it will will be a fun fight. Uh, will be interesting to see where the light heavyweight division goes from there. Obviously, Jamal Hill having to vacate the title. You would, you would assume he's likely going to get winner. Uh, of whoever gets it in, in MSG. Yeah. Um, you also have to wonder how much does Glover's experience with Yuri play into cornering Alex and helping Alex prepare. I'm excited for this fight. You have to and wonder her. how long the layoff is going to influence Yuri, um, the re- recovering from what was considered a very devastating injury. Dana White kind of touting like the most devastating shoulder injury you've ever seen. I don't know if that's the metric that I would I would measure Yuri upon. Um but yeah, it, there's, a, there's a lot of facets to this that I think make it interesting. Alex, only his second fight at light heavyweight in the UFC moving up. Um, it's going to be fun, but uh, there's a lot of drama and intrigue and storyline to it as well. Yeah, I mean, only his second fight at light heavyweight. It's only going to be his 11th MMA fight in Crazy. his entire professional Crazy. career. And he now has an opportunity to be a two-division champion in the UFC, which is just yeah. insane. I mean, rarefied air. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like, is it, is it like, is it luck of the draw? Like, I mean, things had to work out well for him to be in this situation. Like, obviously, Adesanya had to be at the top for him to even, you know, make this, this very quick rise. And then obviously, things uh, with how the light heavyweight division has been of late for him to get this, this title shot this quickly. I mean, it's, it really is something to behold. Yeah. It's like a little bit, you know, um, of a cliche, but like it's the preparation when the luck happens, right? When Israel Adesanya is champion, when they're leading toward that, he remains champion. Alex won the fights he needed to win, took opportunity, and when it knocked, he was there to answer it. And and he's he's made the most of of his UFC run. You could look at a guy like Michael Chandler too. Comes in, fight of the night every single time, exciting fights potentially booked for conor mcgregor do does that even happen we don't know but making the most of his opportunities there i think alex is another guy who hit the ground running when he hit the ufc uh you mentioned like the rest of the card is probably going to be a little of lesser quality yeah. just because of how big the main and co-main are but one that we did get that i cannot wait for is matt steamroller for vola coming yeah. back taking on benoit saint denis that's another one i feel very similar to about as the co-main event it's just like it just feels like one that 
is a guaranteed banger. I mean, these dudes, they come for blood when they come out there. Favola has been winning by knockout almost every time he comes out of late. Benoit Saint-Denis, a lethal finisher. Uh, so that one, I cannot wait for. And the fact that we're getting steamroller and MSG, you're going to hear the trumpets. Uh, I mean, that one, that one's going to be great. It'd be incredible if he could maybe be like the main card opener or something for that. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of New York flavor from having Favola on the cards. Obviously great. I feel like this is one of those cards that maybe it's going to be the the stakes are not as high, like very similar to 293, I think. The stakes were not as high, but once you start getting toward the main event, those finishes start rolling, it, it's going to pick up steam and MSG, the roof is going to come off. It's going to yeah. be fun. Uh, yes, I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, November 11th here in, uh, in yeah. New York City. Let's go to 296, though, uh, because that is shaping up to be a card for the ages. Uh, we'll start with the main event. Colby Covington, Leon Edwards. Uh, are you surprised by this at all? Or was this just, we were waiting for the inevitable to happen? Yeah, this just felt like it was a matter of time for when they were going to book this fight. I was getting less and less confident that it was going to happen this year as the time went on. Um, but now we've got it. Now Colby Covington has his title shot that he earned by being the backup fighter uh, for that fight, fight night in London. And... Uh, or sorry, in Utah, right? Where was he the backup? It must have been, yeah, it was the Utah. It was the Utah fight. No, 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 I think it was, it was, I think it was London, yeah, because it was earlier this year back oh, there in March. You go. Um, <laughs> but uh, now he's got that opportunity, um, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It'll be interesting to see how the lead-up to it goes. Leon, obviously, a little bit more reserved. Colby, um, a boisterous personality and already kind of starting the the media tour with some, some trash talk for Leon. But now they've got a date, and there's no more speculation they're on, and uh, it's a fight that people have been looking forward to, myself included. I'd say this is probably the one that I'm most excited about. Really? Yeah, just because I want to see where Leon Edwards is. Okay. I, I, like, it's been Kamar Usman two in a row. I want to see how he looks against some of the other guys in the division here, uh, so I'm excited to see that, and, and it's been a bit. I actually love that you say that, because out of the three title fights that got announced— this would be this would rank third for me, and we <laughs> can get and we can get into that in a sec. To the actual fight itself, Covington obviously coming off of a of a massive layoff, and, yeah. and other than the Usman, I mean, a lot of the guys that he's fought, uh, it's been a long time since. So, like he, I believe it's it's no ranked welterweight wins right now. Yeah, uh, I believe that's right. Right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, Leon Edwards minus one thirty five, Colby Covington plus one fourteen. Um, I mean you. In my eyes, like it, it kind of feels like Covington is is going to sort of replicate what Usman did for those first four rounds uh, back in Salt Lake City in August of last year. Whether he'll have success or not is is what makes it interesting for me. Uh, completely agree. Style matchup uh, makes this. I think what we saw from Leon Edwards was an evolution in the second fight. What we saw was him being able to deter a wrestler. Now, I will caution. Kamar Usman and Colby Covington are not the same when it comes to the wrestling. There's a there's a high pressure, high volume situation that comes out of Covington, uh, where he's not looking for single shots and not looking for KOs. Whereas Usman kind of the hand started to develop and now he's able to sit back and wait for counters and things like that. So we'll see if Leon can can evade um, Colby for that long and and withstand the pressure. Uh, but I'm excited to see if that plays out. That that's the one that I've got in my mind as as looking forward to the most. I mean, it's going to be a fantastic fight, and what a world it'll be if uh, Colby Covington can can ride the wave of inactivity straight into a, a UFC championship. Uh, to the co-main event, 
on 296. Alejandro Pantoja taking on Brandon Raw Dog, Roy Val. Roy Val finally getting his title shot that he's been calling for for a while. Obviously, this one's happening at flyweight. Uh, this one is my second most anticipated one of the title fights just because of the style that these guys fight. I mean, f- I don't think the five rounds is going to be necessary. It doesn't matter to me that it's that it's at 125. I mean, these dudes, they, they come out for blood. I mean, especially like... It's it's just like both of their styles are looking for finishes. They're they're super active fighters. Uh, they can get finishes on the feet. They can get finishes on the ground. Uh, and just like their styles matching up against each other, it, it's just an equation for chaos. And I mean, I I can't wait for it. Yeah, these dudes are all action, and I think similar to to Yuri and uh, Alex, like the expectation for this is just no matter what the billing is, no matter where it falls on a card, it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be back and forth action and, and we're going to get something special. I, I think the flyweight division has really come a long way from where it was headlining cards and people were wondering, is, is the future long for this division? Henry Cejudo comes in and kind of gives it new life. And now I think the champions since have kind of taken that and run with it and have created uh, one of the most fun divisions in the UFC. Like Pantoja is a, is an awesome champion to have. Moreno was incredible. Figgy was incredible. We're really like building upon the legacy of the flyweight division. And I think this fight is going to be one that cements it in, in a major way. This is going to be sick. Yes. I mean, that's that's really the only way yeah. to describe it. I really do think it's going to be sick. They've obviously fought before uh, Alejandro Pantoja winning by uh, submission in the second round. Um, we'll see if that's going to be the same here. I mean... He's named Raw Dog for a reason. He is a dog, man. He, Shout out to A.K. Lee. He loves that nickname. He's not. I mean, I, it's hard not to love that one. Uh, he is not going to go down quietly, so that one I am very much anticipating, and I feel like it's it's a rightfully deserved matchup. Um, oh yeah, for for Brandon Roy for Bell. sure. Uh, moving on to another fight on two ninety six. Maybe some believe it isn't a rightly deserved matchup. Uh, Tony Ferguson matching up with Patty Pimblett. Uh, on this one, Tony Ferguson on a six-fight losing streak, Patty Pimblett on a six-fight winning streak. Um, your thoughts on on this matchup for Patty Pimblett's return from injury? It makes sense, right? Like, if you're looking for guys that are going to be competitive, like these two kind of match up decently with each other. Like, I, I think looking at the at the recent run is going to get you into hot water, right? Like, if you look at it and it's just look six up, six down, yeah, that's that's going to be rough. I think we all. Have, have come to the conclusion that like the Jared uh, Gordon fight for Patty Pimblett was close. If not, you had Gordon winning. So maybe that looks a little bit different if, if you consider the context of that. Um, but yeah, like this is probably the last stand for Tony, right? Like you don't really see too many guys. I think BJ Penn had seven in a row and, and then was out the door. You don't really see too many guys go on a seven fight losing streak. I don't expect that if Tony Ferguson loses this fight, he'll be hanging around. Um, but he always says the right things during fight week. He always kind of gets people to believe is this is different. I did this differently. He has this way about him that that people. I mean, fall the buildup is going to be hilarious. The uh, Patty Pimblett and Tony Ferguson at the press conference is going to be hilarious. Like I, I just don't see how it's not going to be Tony Ferguson talking shit to Patty Pimblett is going to be very funny. It's going to be interesting to see how Patty approaches it. Like, is he going to be respectful toward Tony as right. like this is a right. legend that's of the true. game that I'm fighting, yeah, or is true. he going to dismiss him as like this is an old decrepit guy who's on a six fight losing streak and I'm just taking it to build my name like which route is he going to take uh is going to be very interesting to me how does tony approach it um is he is he going to be thinking about patty specifically or is he going to be thinking about 
recently we saw him like five fights in the title, four fights in the title. Like, is he thinking about going past this fight? What is the mentality for both? I think is going to be the interesting part of this as a fight. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Like, I think we're kind of overstating. Maybe I've seen a lot of outrage online about what's going to happen to Tony Ferguson. I think we're probably overstating that. Like, I don't think of Patty Pimblett as some devastating change your life type of fighter. I think ultimately think Tony will be fine, but this is probably the end if he can't get it done here. And if he does, that's a huge name for Tony. This fight makes sense from that perspective. Uh, Tony would also probably be considered a hero. Say he finished <laughs> yes. Patty Pimblett. I, I mean, I, I I think I speak for most fans when I say I I think the vast majority of them will be cheering for Tony Ferguson. Support this will one. be there I mean, for especially, Tony. He is a legend, and he is on a six-fight win streak. Like You want to see him bounce back. Um, and like he... The Nate Diaz showing was was not good. Uh, it, yeah, it, you know, it, it it was what it was. Like it, a thing that I worry about with Tony is that he's been finished in four of these six losses, and he was a guy that had such great durability. Um, so hopefully that's not the case against against Pemblet. But I mean, he had a very solid first round against Bobby Green. Like he yeah. he. It looked like he had Bobby Green hurt for a minute there. Uh, so maybe he does show out, and I'm with you. Like I don't think it's that bad of a mismatch or anything i mean right now yeah what are the odds minus on DraftKings, minus 380 patty pamela plus 300 tony ferguson that makes sense to me right like i'm gonna sprinkle this on tony fe- ferguson. yeah <laughs> i'm gonna this, sprinkle on tony ferguson this feels like the the people are putting tony ferguson in the dirt i don't know i mean look I I'm Am I confident he's going to win? That's the thing. No. He, no, I'm not confident he's going to win. It's tough would, to win he's on a 6-5 win. Would you wins. go with me on this? Are you confident that he won't get his doors blown off in the first round? Are you confident that he Yes, I, I don't think he, like I don't think he gets his doors Neither blown do off in the first I, I feel like Bobby Green is just as dangerous as Patty Pimblett in the first round. Like yeah. obviously Patty Pimblett more live for a submission and everything, but like if if this is a, a standing striking match for 5 minutes, like I I think Tony will be fine. Yeah, and if Tony loses by submission, is that really like, oh, look, the chin's gone? Like, that's a completely different right. thing we're talking about. I'm not, I'm not that concerned for for uh, Tony. I know there's a lot of like faux concern in our age, like, oh, look what they're doing to my boy. But like, I think he'll be fine. I think this is a fine matchup. I am a touch concerned. I mean, six straight losses is, is tough, and when you're getting finished, like, there's a touch of concern. But concerned in what way? Like. Yeah, it's not, but like, all right, I am with you there. Like, I'm not career concerned concern. for his life coming into yeah, this. Yeah, con- yes. career concern. Like, this could be the end, and this could be the way it goes out, and it would be sad. Chris Gutierrez, Frankie Edgar. That That feels... one I was I was really worried about going yeah. to. And I mean, yeah, he got finished in the first round. I'm not as concerned, but at the same time, look, maybe Patty Pimblett shows something here, maybe it's completely different, and he does come out there and knock him out, and then it'd be a lot easier for us to cl- kind of close the book on that, right? Like, it, enough is enough. We, we need to say goodbye to Tony. Who knows if he'll agree with that sentiment, and who knows I don't. If- I can't imagine that he's going to. I can't imagine. I would imagine if he takes a loss, it'll only be a few days before we're getting a, a CSO post yeah. saying that, that the return is in. We have to imagine, but maybe that's somewhere else and, and not the UFC. But either I way, was going to say, at what point does the UFC part ways with him? I mean, seven straight I, losses. I would think this is it. I would think that this is a, they're giving him a chance. Hey, go out there and impress. And if you beat Patty, now we can kind of put you back into conversations. This is the, this is why this matchup makes sense to me. You, if, if he, if Tony goes out there against the Chris Gutierrez, right? Like I'm just saying equivalent, he's not fighting Chris Gutierrez, different weight classes, but I'm saying the equivalent of that, right? The upside of that is not as much. Like Frankie Edgar beats Chris Gutierrez. How do you jump immediately into conversation? You beat Patty Pimblett. Now there's momentum. Now people are talking about it. It's a fight that's featured. It's a fight that people are looking at. Now all of a sudden you could kind of parlay that. Maybe he gets another fight that's an interesting kind of veteran matchup or somebody that you can do that with. 
If he loses, then okay, we, we say goodbye. But I, I think there's there's momentum that he can get from beating Pat, Patty Pimblett and why it makes sense for Tony Ferguson at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's just another fight on an absolutely stacked yeah. card. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously, tough to not favor Patty Pimblett there. Sure. Obviously, the youth and everything. Uh, but it is going to be interesting. And yeah. I, I am with you. I'm, I don't count out Tony quite as much yeah. uh, as I am seeing online. Let's keep it rolling on 296. Another fight. I mean, this, they Dana White had a ball this weekend, yeah. man. It was every time I was logging on, it was either the breaking news on YouTube or it was uh, he was doing a selfie video on Twitter. Like it was <laughs> like he was just dropping fights left and right. Uh, and this one, the return of Shavkat Rachmanov taking on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Um, the matchup here. This is one that obviously I don't I don't fear for Wonderboy's life. I mean, he is an immensely talented fighter, uh, but just stylistically, I don't feel like this is a good matchup for Wonderboy. You have to imagine not. You have to imagine that this is an opportunity for Shavkat to get a, a name on his on his record that really means something. And stylistically, you would think that he has the advantage. Wonderboy's crafty though. Wonderboy's tricky. Wonderboy's looked good recently. Um, and I and I think there's an opportunity for Wonderboy to do a little bit of what we're talking about with oh Tony. Oh my God! If, if Wonderboy pulls this win off here, yeah. I mean that is. So you're you're talking about a dude 17 and 0, 17 finishes, and now he's making his way to the top of the welterweight division, like derailing a, a hype train. Yeah, you know, in and a major I, way. It, w- it would be unbelievable stuff uh, from Wonderboy Thompson. Could you imagine if somehow uh, you know Wonderboy? Upsets Shavkat, and then the very next fight, Tony Ferguson upsets Patty Pimblett. Can I imagine it? I actually. I mean, the scenes would be unbelievable. The scenes would be unbelievable. Do I think it's likely? No. And and you know, obviously, you're you're coming at it from a betting perspective when you think about these types of fights as well. Do I think it's it's likely to happen? Do I think I'd throw money on it? Probably not. But do I think it's possible? Yeah, I really do. And the thing that's great about Wonder Boy. And his place in the division is the guys at the top kind of always look to him too. Like when when you're holding the title or you're a top contender, they do kind of think of him in that in that capacity because on the rise he was one of the guys who was fighting for the belt and in those fights with Tyron Woodley. So I think that they might be more willing to give him a title shot on a few wins in a row than they might be for somebody like Shavkat who all of a sudden is very dangerous and the upside is less, doesn't have the name, it doesn't have the experience. Um, I could see Stephen Thompson, if he's able to beat Shavkat, like rolling something together and maybe he starts to make one last push um, toward top contendership. So I like it. I like this fight from a booking perspective as well. It makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, And weirdly enough, in June of last year, uh, after a win, Shavkat called out Wonderboy yeah, on Mike. That's and right, everyone was kind of like, oh, that's weird. That that feels like a an odd person to call out. But now here we are, and, and this is the match to be made at at uh, UFC 296. I did see a couple people uh, lobbing out the idea that this is uh, sort of the UFC, like, Clearing the decks a little bit. Well, I was going to say putting it back to, to Wonderboy about, like, complaining oh, about the pay and oh, everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, uh, uh, no. You know what? Because this this is the type of fight he's going to have to fight. Like, there's only so much um, room for Shavkat to get a top ranked opponent. Um, he just fought Jeff Neal, I believe, was his his last fight. Yes, yeah. Um, Jeff Neal. So there's only so much uh, mobility when you're when you're climbing toward the sh- top, like Shavkat is. Wonder Boy's a great name to be able to fight. Um, and yeah, Wonder Boy has faced many of the top guys, or it feels like they're they're kind of like not going. I'll be honest. Kamara versus Wonderboy was the one that made the most sense to me. Like that—that's the fight that I think would have would have probably been the best position for Wonderboy. Um, 
But this makes sense to me as well. Like at a certain point, the, the veterans, the old guards, 170 isn't really moving. Like there's there's the top of 170 is kind of stagnant. They're not really fighting each other. We're, we're getting to the point where something needs to happen. Uh, Bilal Muhammad needs a fight, right? Like we're, we're looking at around and being like 170 needs a movement. I think Wonderboy versus Shavkat helps move it in that direction. So it makes sense to me. But if I was if I was perfect world, it'd be Kamara versus Wonderboy. Yeah, it is nice to at least see these matches being made. Yeah. I mean, I think it was last week that the statistic was getting thrown out there that we hadn't seen any of the top 10 welterweights matched up. Uh, yeah. None of them had a fight book. So it is nice to, to finally see 170 get some motion behind yep. it. One more fight at 170, actually, on the UFC 296 card. Uh, Ian Gary taking on Vicente Luque. Uh, they just went ahead and announced the entire... 296 yes. main card and it's unbelievable i mean it's like on paper it, it has the potential to be the card of the year Agreed. um this one people talked about kill cliff versus kill cliff yeah uh they're saying they're not going to train together um but they do have you know they know each other uh i mean yes ian gary has has posted vicente luque on his instagram before the present the future um so an interesting matchup. I'm not going to lie, selfishly, just because of the way that it was just kind of like billed as a striker's paradise. I wanted that Ian Gary, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson matchup. Sure. And obviously, them fighting on the same card together is a is a touch of a letdown. Um, but still, Luke versus Ian Gary should, should be a banger of a fight. Yeah, and again, this is another movement at 170. This is another opportunity for a guy in Ian Machado, Gary, to keep climbing. It's an opportunity for Luke to say like, hey, I'm still here and I'm, and I'm making a last stand. Um, I like this. I like all of this. Like every all these fights that were announced, I'm in for it. it it's a really, really strong end to the year for the UFC. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I think we have the graphic here of of the five fights. Shout out to DS Twins MMA. Uh, they whipped this up. I mean, it's a great graphic. But look at these five fights. The main card. Yeah, Edwards Covington, Pantoja Royval, Shavkat taking on Wonder Boy, Vicente Luque, Ian Gary, Tony Ferguson, Patty Pemblet. I mean, that is. All five fights, I am supremely intrigued. Like, I yeah. I cannot wait for any of these. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, the UFC, the the train just keeps right on rolling. Like, the when, when you're hot, you're hot, and they, they seem to not be missing right now. I mean, it, it really is incredible to run their own. Yeah, and even think about what they're going to be able to do at the start of next year with some of the champions that are going to be returning. It's, there are rumors of Toronto as well. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I, I feel like that city – is is dying for for yeah, a pay per view. They're ripe for one. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, they're gonna carry a lot of good momentum in, into the new year um, if these break the way uh, that they're expecting. Yeah, it just kind of feels like uh, even if it doesn't break the way they're expecting, it it breaks in a way favorable for them. Sure. Yeah. And also, the tickets are going to be sold. There's no doubt that people are going to be excited <laughs> oh, yeah. about these cards, yeah. and they'll just move on. hundred percent. Ro- roll the punches like they always do. A hundred percent. And. That's not all the fight news we got. We also got the announcement of a, of a fight night, December 2nd. There were rumors of Minneapolis. Those have been shut down. Um, still TBD on where it's going to be. But, I mean, some of these matchups on this yep. are incredible as well. Uh, we got Rob Font taking on Davis and Figueredo and Figueredo's debut at 135. Like, I mean, how, what, what more can you ask for? Like, that's just, like, sign me up for that. Yeah. I will be there. Figueredo's been bouncing around a little bit in terms of opponents. Um, I like this. I like this fight. Font uh, feels like a good entry uh, into the, vi- the the division, and the expected striking battle uh, should be fun. It'll, it'll be Davison's power versus Font's technical jab and, and being able to keep him at bay. Um, so I'm excited about it and also to see, specifically to see how Davison Figueredo is going to look at 135 because 
that's the question, right? Is he is he a big flyweight who can't quite be big enough at 135, or is he going to look at home at 35 and, and be able to compete? So um, I'm very interested at this fight from the Figueredo perspective, but I think it's a great uh, stylistic matchup on paper. I mean, Rob Font is as game as they come. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm with you, man. It's it's going to be really interesting to see what Figgy can do at 135. I mean, yeah. he's still as as talented as he ever was. I know he's aging, but I think that that move up to 135 uh, can be beneficial for him. Uh, a couple other ones that we got on on that same one: Jared Cannonier taking on Roman Delice. Uh Unfortunate for Jared Cannonier. Obviously, he came on this program uh, last week and made his best pitch for a title shot. He said um, Strickland. He said Israel. He said DDP, and they said Roman Delice. Uh He said main event UFC 300. Yes. They said main card fight well, night December second. I guess UFC 300 is not out of the question. Not out he of the wins question. this, and all of a sudden he slides into that spot headlining. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it feels like he's uh, he's gotten either further away or treading water on uh, on the potential for that fight. It, it doesn't seem like this was maybe the top ranked guy the the name that he was looking for um but the momentum he has another win under the belt he's kind of the guy who at middleweight is starting to knock off um the other uh top names and and kind of build his case and and build the resume plus he's got that ruby he's got that diamond he's got a win over the champ yes he does. Which is just crazy. Yeah. He's got a win over the champ, which which can be uh, very important. You know, it's a it's, trump card. If, if yeah. they're looking for something and they don't have options and all of a sudden people are either injured or can't make the date or whatever and they need to book a fight, he's got a win over the champion and they can slide him right in. I was going to say, as long as Sean Strickland retains that belt yep. and Jared Cannonier does not fight him for a second time, whatever you say to him, all he has to say back is, I got a win over the champ. Like, yeah. Uh, and Roman Delice is not an easy opponent. If he can, no. if he can win that matchup, that that will be an impressive yeah. win. Uh, another fight that just feels like it's going to be tough for it to disappoint. I mean, sometimes Cannonier can get you know lulled into sort of like sparring esque matches, like more where it just where it ends up being a point decision. But Roman Delice doesn't fight like that, so I feel like they're going to be forced to engage, and it's it's going to be incredibly exciting. If he fights anything like he fought in his last fight, where he set middleweight records for striking, like this is going to be a good fight. Like I'm expecting that version of Cannonier. He seems to be doubling down on the idea that like he's continuing to grow and continuing to learn and just getting better and better and better. If that's true, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a real problem for the other middleweight. So um, I'm high on Cannonier. I think Delizzi is a super game. Um, middleweight so yeah this is this is another one like they, they all these that they announced they just did not miss with any of these really bro it was just like it was just a dump and like every single one i saw i was just like man this is this is great and like we're really we're hitting the highlights there were there were a few more like uh, i believe on 296 cody durden to get rolling back off like yep. that's gonna be a good fight like there there's even more um a couple more that i that i wanted to hit on kelvin gasolum yeah john brady i mean just another great fight like they they're really building a strong a uh, solid fight for that December uh, December 2nd fight night card. Yeah, they they definitely are. Brady versus Gastelum, specifically a big, like, bounce-back opportunity for these guys. Like, where are we? Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen Sean Brady since the Bilal Muhammad fight. Obviously, yeah. he, he's dealt with injury. Uh, so, really, I, I, am, I am very curious. I really wish we could have seen the Jack Della fight, obviously, that we've seen, you know, the flaws in, in Jack Della's grappling game. Yep. Uh, hopefully, we will get that at some point. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, does Brady bounce back? Is Gaslam like 
still know, one getting, of the guys getting yeah. to the end of his of his career. Uh, very intriguing fight, and then uh, one other Misha Tate taking on uh, Julia Vila. Nice, nice to see Misha Tate getting back in there as well, and a, and a good name to have on a fight night card. Yeah, I think Avila is coming back from. I mean, uh, Avila is coming back from pregnancy. I, I don't believe she fought since. So um, yeah, this is a this is an interesting card for a fight night. Like it feels like one of the stronger fight nights, and makes sense that they're traveling outside the apex because uh, I don't know if they're giving these away from the apex. All right, so just to recap, just to just to run them down, if you've been living under a rock since Thursday and you haven't seen yeah, any of these list. announcements, so we've got on UFC 295 that we found out about Alex Pereira taking on Yuri Prohashka for the light heavyweight title. Matt Frivola will also be taking on Benoit Saint Denis, and then UFC 296 we got the entire main card: Colby Covington taking on Leon Edwards for the welterweight title, Alejandro Pantoja taking on Brandon Raw Dog Roy Val. For the flyweight title, Tony Ferguson taking on Patty Pimblett, Shavkat Rogmanov taking on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and Vicente Luque taking on Ian Gary. I, I think that's like the that's like the the circlet on the calendar. That's best card on paper for the rest of the year. It feels like it. I mean, maybe even this year altogether. Like I, I'm obviously forgetting off the top of my head what some of the like more stacked ones are, but on paper, this one's got potential to be up there. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Maybe, uh, maybe 285 on paper was was a better one. That was Which, that was uh, that was National Fight Week. What was that one? Nah, that no, was, that was John Jones versus John Jones, Cyril Gone, Alexa Grasso, Valentina Shevchenko, Shavkat also on that taking on yeah, Jeff that was Neal, a pretty good one. Bo Nickel, Jimmy Pickett, uh, Mateusz Gamrot, Jalen Turner. That was that was another. Yeah, I actually think 296 might trump that. I, I think I'm with you. I think 296. I think is on paper the, the that trumps in the clubhouse. It. Now let's see. Because 295 delivered, uh, sorry, 285 delivered. 285 we also had on the, just to say, on the on the undercard, we had Cody Garbrandt, Trevin Jones, which didn't deliver as much of an exciting but fight, but it value, was cool to see Garbrandt yeah. back. Uh, Drigas Duplessis versus uh, Derek Brunson, that one. Amanda Hibas, Viviana Arujo. Uh, I mean, there were some, oh, Ian Machado, Gary, Kanansang. Yeah, I mean, this was a pretty stacked card. This is a pretty stacked card, That one's going to be tough to top. But uh, we're looking in the right direction. Two ninety six. Uh, yeah, we'll see paper. how they fill it out. How they fill it out to to end out the year. I can imagine they're going to add in a, a couple other big names uh, for that one. So now that we have all these, give me like uh, we won't have you go through all of them. Give me a top three oh. on the ones you're most looking forward to. And you can't have you can't do all three title fights. Yeah, Colby versus Leon is one for wow, sure. One out of everything. Out of everything. Um, no, sorry. We're talking about just announced, or we're talking about on those cards, like because Jones. No, 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 just announced. Just okay, announced. just yeah, these yeah, recently just announced. announced. Colby versus Leon for sure. Um, can I pick two of the title fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. I feel like you have to. Uh, I'm gonna go Yuri and and Alex, and then if I can't pick tough. if I can't pick that as the third title fight, maybe what I should have done. Maybe what I should have done is had you rank the non-title fights. Tony, Tony versus. Think, I actually think this is probably an easy answer as well. Tony versus Patty's not far. Like that's probably up there. For I me. can't wait for that one. Yeah, Shavkat versus Wonder Boy. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I really am very excited for this Frivola Benoit Saint Denis fight. I mean, it's going to be all action. I really think it's going like, to be a banger. I feel like there's ones with higher stakes that are equally action. You know what I mean? Like, Gary Vicente Luque. Exactly. Like and and Rob uh, Font, Davis and Figueredo. I mean, they really treated us well this weekend. These yeah. these fights are. I cannot wait for these, man. I yeah, mean, they, they really played it well. Like, now, like, they're kind of in a lull right now. We're coming off an Apex card. We're off this week. Two more Apex cards. And then, obviously, we're going to get into the late-year run with uh, 294, obviously, in Abu Dhabi. Uh, but 
And they got me hyped for the rest of the year. And not for nothing, Bellator 300 and Bellator 301 also look like some of their better cards that they've had in years. So like the momentum in MMA right now toward the end of the year is is strong. Like it's it's picking up steam. It's coming on. We've got a PFL championship PFL at some championship. point. In yeah. DC, are we going to be there, Frank? Are we going? That's the plan. Let's do wow. it. Let's head. Ringing endorsement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's head down to the nation's capital, but for real, I might be there. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's some big, there's some big things still to come, uh, toward the end of the year. It feels like, um, it's crescendoing at the right time. Frank, what fight are you most looking forward to? Seriously? Um, probably. <laughs> I feel like he's just waiting to <laughs> see uh, the ref, yeah. he's waiting to see the ref assignments and then he'll pick once yeah. based on who the ref. I feel like, I, like, I feel like Frank's getting a little anxious back there. Are you, are you nervous right now? About What's going on, Frankie? A little bit. Talk to us. Yeah. No, I, um. Do you want to share with the audience what you did or should we? Ferguson and Pimbledon. I like that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to break the fourth wall, Frank's got to get out of here. We're, oh, Frankie. Yeah, we can't run late. That's right. Where do you got to be, man? I am um, going to a beard specialist. Let's go. Let's go. What does that mean? That means that I'm going into a place that they only do beards. So if you went in there and you asked for a haircut, they'd be like, get they out. They probably do a haircut as well. Uh. But this place has been around since the 30s. They specialize in beards. I'm like, take my money, fix my beard. So, wait, is that to say that the person who currently does your beard, you're not a fan of their work? I don't want to say that publicly, but yes. Any chance they listen to the show? Yes. <laughs> Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. And now they're, oh finding via, they're finding out via podcast or YouTube that you're going to a beard specialist. Look, I pay them handsomely for the haircut. The, the yeah. beard has always been a little extra, and I think that's the um, that's the attitude is like, oh, you're not really paying me for the beard, so I'm going to take it somewhere Wait, else. you're not paying for the beard. That's odd. Like, he's including it in the haircut, but I'm not liking what he's doing, and I can't complain. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's I would not. Doing I would, it as, if, how, if, how nervous are you going to be when you go into the barber next time? So that's the thing. I, was, I scheduled the haircut, and now I'm going to come in there and I'll be like, don't touch the beard. If you are being serious about the fact that they might actually watch this or somehow catch wind of it, literally never walk back in the doors of that place ever again no i'm not i'm not afraid i i would not let somebody with scissors or a razor oh, come uh, on. all right it's, it's not like their house it's a public spot your barber's personality would he bring this up to you or would he just uh he'd bring it up he'd, oh, he'd oh wow wow, wow. <laughs> just like um i recommended a friend go to him yes to yeah our friend well. a mutual friend yes i know i'm aware Got one haircut ghosted the stylist Never stops talking about it. Uh, no, I never saw your friend again. I'm like, he moved to Miami. I was, about, like, yeah, I was just you know, about to say, did, did he ghost him or did he move across the country? Yes. According to the stylist, he was ghosted. Wow. No, I, I don't think there was any ghosting involved. So he's a sensitive guy. That's yeah, what we're learning. So like he's going to see this and he's going to be pissed. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe pissed. Definitely going to see it. Maybe pissed. All right. So like... We said it on the show, Frank. You know he's he's been going to the dentist lately. Uh, when I come in here, uh, he's just like he's like, "How long do you think we're gonna go?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know, probably be out at like two, two or three thirty ish somewhere around there." Yeah. He's just like, "Okay, well, I have an appointment at four that I have to be at." I'm thinking he's talking about a, doctor, den- a dental dentist, doctor, yeah. you know, something important. Later, this is important. Later, find out it's it's a beard appointment. It sounds like it's kind of like a beard rescue, though. It he's sounds like, yeah, like he's positioning. Really, he's, like, he's like, oh, I thought this was a half day. Like I thought, you know, mom and dad aren't home. Like we're just gonna, you know, I thought it was just a half day. And, you know, yeah, he thought he thought I mean, he was getting out early. You know what's great about this? Nobody knows what Frank looks like, so yeah. they're just picturing the gnarliest, nastiest, most disgusting. It's a pretty beard. nasty beard. Wait, do you oh remember wow! All right, I didn't, I didn't know Connor was going there. <laughs> they were like the 
Do you remember in the '90s the two kids? They were like the wolf kids. Their faces were completely covered in hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those? On the cover of That's like National right Enquirer now. and stuff. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna come in on Wednesday and you guys are like, "Is that you, mysterious?" I'm gonna be looking. I'm gonna be looking sharply at that beard because everything you describe that they do, uh, my barber does for me for f- half of of what you're about to pay. Wow. You want to shout out your Game barber on. so we we get the benefit of Frank Shadow. Yeah, yeah David's barber. Barbershop, Jersey City. Shout out. Yeah, f- shout guys. out to my guy Jesse who uh, takes care of me out in Massapequa. He also, my barber has also like huge MMA fan. If if I did what Frank just did, it would not fly. So my barber, he likes MMA, but he definitely doesn't watch the show. Oh, like, my, he's, my he's barber's not a, watching. Oh, my wow. barber will wow. see this. He's watching right now. My barber will see this. Shout out to and, Jesse. And shout out to Jesse, who, who's the man. Let's he go. He was at the PFL event. Oh, in oh, New York. wow, wow, wow. He um he's cut uh Gilbert Burns hair. Oh, this guy Jersey. is like big in it. Wow. He cut uh Korean Zombies hair, or saw him in the lobby. He's 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 this been around. A legend. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. A legend. Just, yeah, just yeah no, my my guy's enough to uh he gets through the through the haircut. It doesn't get awkward. He'll bring up relevant news. Like I went and saw him on Friday. Uh, got the beard done. Thanks for noticing, guys. And uh, yeah, he was just like Poetan Yuri. I'm just like, yeah, sick. Let's go. Yeah. Let's talk it out. Uh, so yeah, Frank. What about you? Frank's had to go to a what, what kind of convos are you having with your barber? So mostly, what horror movies we've seen recently? Nice. Um, you gonna go see the new Exorcist? I probably not. I'm out. The OG exercise. No, I'm in. Oh, horror is my thing. Those commercials freak me out when you watch oh, the I UFC and yeah, they're, they're rolling them in, over and it's and just over. like every commercial. You're just like, God, I have seen it enough. The demon child. They're in. There was a there was a, a run where they were doing the nun too. The oh nun yeah, the nun. Oh, yeah. And they just great. kept doing the pop up yeah. scare in the middle of a UFC. <laughs> just like chilling. <laughs> and just like oh shit. Um, all right, well. We'll try and hurry this along for you. Frank. Yeah, good luck, Frank. Uh, you know, we know you got to you got places to meet people to see. Uh, shout out to the, to the cats. Shout out to the place. Yeah, shout out to the cats. Um, all right, so that was just fight news. That was just what Dana that was just White coming breaking news. Yeah. That was just that was everything that happened this past weekend. We also had, as I said earlier, had the Pulitzer plethora, abundance, surplus, uh, a flood of actual fights. Sixteen hundred on the SATs. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it okay. was uh, it was a busy weekend. We'll we'll start at UFC Vegas seventy nine. Cool. Uh, Mateusz Gamrot, yes, gets the win. Unfortunate ending for it. Uh, leg injury for. For Rafael Faziv, uh, I mean, I, I really wanted to see the five rounds. I was really Shaping excited up for that. I thought it was going to be a banger. Like, they were going back and forth. Gamera was having some success, uh, even on the feet. But yep. uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work out that way. Hoping hoping Faziv has a speedy recovery because this has been a little bit of a, of a tough run for him with uh, with the Gaethje loss uh, and now this. But uh, it feels like, though... The stock doesn't go down much, right? I like, don't think so. It's tough to bring his stock down. He's such a, an exciting action fighter. Everyone understands the circumstances around this one. Um, even the Gaethje fight. Like, there's people who yeah. scored it for him, or there's arguments to say that I was close enough. Him. Yeah, yeah like, th- the dude's stock kind of remains high, and also you know every time he's in a fight, it's going to be fun. Like, that dude is, he brings the action. Um but yeah, unfortunate, but at the same time, that detracts nothing from Gamrot, who was in there to fight, had a, a had a great first round. They were they were. I scored it for Gamrod. I, I know it was a, a close round. Um, they were going back and forth, and not his fault that uh, Faziv suffers the injury, finished the fight, and now he moves on and and th- seems like big things ahead for him. Like there's not a lot uh, in front of him in terms of um, obstacles to top fights and potentially title shots. Like the dude is on on a really nice little run here. I mean, I mean, you have to you have to think that. He's he's due for a for a big fight. Obviously, he got Benil Dariush last year. It didn't work yeah. out for him, but 
Fazeev was six. Gamera was seven. You have to think they're just going to switch places. And the only people above him are Michael Chandler, Benil Darius, who obviously already fought and lost, uh, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, and the champion Islam Makashev. Uh, He called for Charles Oliveira, obviously a fight booked right now. Um, Maybe he's just putting it in the bank, hoping that Charles gets the belt back, and then he's like, oh, I've been calling for this fight. (laughs) Funny enough, he actually, I think, in the post-fight press conference went the other way, where he's like, I think Charles is going to lose, but I want to fight Charles. (laughs) Oh, so he's saying, all right, Charles, you lose, and then we can can scrap it out. Um, Which, regardless of the kind of circumstance, the ranking, the stakes around it, the actual grappling, if they do end up on the ground, would be mind-blowing. Like, I'm all in for the idea of, in an MMA fight, getting Charles Oliveira and Mateusz Gamrot grappling. Like, oh. let's do that. There's something, like, would I be in for it if they did a grappling match too? Probably, but there's something to me oh, when they do the grappling matches that, like, doesn't take it to the level that I want. The stakes I, feel less. The stakes feel less. Yeah, it just feels like it's not the UFC. It's not the, the pre- preeminent organization. It's not advancing toward title opportunities and things like that. But would I watch the hell out of that? You, of course, you, yeah. Like, right. like, Aljo has a grappling match yeah. this week, and, like, he's obviously not taking it as seriously as a UFC title fight. Like, it's, yeah. it feels like it's more of a for-fun thing. Like, obviously, they want to win their competitive guys, but it, it's not as much as, like, a highly competitive, like, this is my career, this is my life type thing. Yeah, and truth be told, Charles Oliveira has shown himself to be just as dangerous on the feet these days. Like, so, yeah, maybe he wants to grapple with him, or maybe he says, that's where you're best, and maybe I'm just going to keep it on the feet, and, and maybe I'm going to win the striking battle. So, I'd be interested to see how that plays out. It feels like a really um, smart uh, fight to make, but, you know, it could be any of those guys. Uh, in the co-main event. Bryce Mitchell gets it done over Danny Ige. Uh, Danny Ige had a lot of success on the feet. Cut up Mitchell bad, but I mean, man, yeah, Bryce Mitchell is just relentless. Relentless. I mean, that's just like all you can say. Like he just gets it to the mat and he just doesn't let you get back up, and uh, that's how he was able to win the fight. Yeah, and during fight we kind of went into the loss a little bit. Talked about like he just did not feel right and probably yeah, shouldn't have I taken mean, the fight. A lot going on. The fruit trees. I mean, you heard about the girlfriend. <laughs> I was talking about last trees. fight, but also there's stuff going on this this fight I mean, as well. A lot. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, we have to. You have to talk about like the all time meme of him walking up and like the Bible with the Bible, freedom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great stuff. And then uh, uh, Bisping recreating the DC. Uh, yeah, stiff arm at the, at the very end. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a wild, a wild exchange in the octagon. Not just the fight, but uh, but also everything surrounding it. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell is uh, unique. Is uh, one very of one. Character. Um, somebody who's kind of like carrying the torch for the for maybe the Diego Sanchez of years past, uh, holding the cross. A lot of comparisons. I saw yeah, a lot of there, comparisons. Th- oh, there's a lot there that I feel like is uh, is is merging, is is meshing between uh, Diego Sanchez and uh, Bryce Mitchell. Uh, as far as the performance goes, though, that is the one you need to get back on track. Yeah, like, for sure. A guy as good as Danny Gay to show tough that out in Danny yeah. Gay, yeah, and to, and to perform like that was was very impressive from Bryce Mitchell. Uh, definitely proving that you know that Taporia loss didn't you know completely get him out of the game. Yeah. As I said, he f- he felt like he shouldn't have even been in there, and I think I'm willing to believe him after this performance. Like I'm, I'm willing to go with him and say like, okay, you're back. Like let's let's see where you're going now. Uh, Marina Rodriguez. Poof. Two losses going into this one, you know. She she's older than people realize. Like I feel like the, she's she's kind of a newer ish contender. I was gonna say by like, the look of her, the the she's like a newer contender. She is thirty six years old, yeah, and she's coming off of two losses, and and the last two were, you know, she got dominated by Amanda Lemos, and then you know it wasn't that competitive competitive with uh, Janderoba either. Yep. Uh, to come out here against uh, a super tough out Michelle Waterson and and perform like that. 
I mean, that was that was impressive stuff. I've always really liked watching her fight. Uh, d- hadn't given up on her yet, and that was a. Uh, I'm still here. I'm I'm not gone just yet from Marina Rodriguez. Yeah, and I think in the post fight she said something about like kind of like refining that viciousness. And I think I mean, that she was showed, vicious. Yeah. She was vicious. Let's talk about the over one and a half. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> sweat. Whoo! So I was actually driving during it, so I didn't have it on, and then I just see that. It hit by For 12 context, seconds. We had the Parlay Pals. Parlay Pals, yes. The Parlay Pals were riding the over one and a half. I also yes. had it in one my my own. Uh, I went to a, a regional MMA fight in New Jersey on Saturday, so I was streaming on the phone, uh, but I was driving, so I missed the Rodriguez fight, and I saw we made it by 12 seconds. I was like, Oh, I bet that was dicey. I went back and rewatched it. It was as dicey as they come in the more first dicey round. Than you even knew. Oh yeah. my god! In the first <laughs> round, it looked like it was going to get stopped eighteen times. Bisping's like they're going to call it any moment. They bring in the doctor. doctor had I been watching like, it, I would have. I would have had anxiety. I actually, I would have just given up. I would have been like, "This is dead. I can't believe it." We this owe it dead. to the toughness of Michelle Waterson, who. No matter what you think of where she is in her career, I think a lot of people were kind of like thinking, "Is this the? Is this it? Is this retirement?" Um, she has always shown to be the absolute toughest of the toughest. And truth be told, like I was, you know, working, I was uh, doing PR for Invicta at the time when she was uh, in that organization and, and a champion of that organization. She's really like not a straw weight. She's really smaller than straw weight, but has fought admirably at that weight for a very long time against the top competition of the UFC. And that is all to say like, tough you can't like find tougher than she is and it doesn't surprise me that like she probably wanted to keep going and keep fighting and after the first round like yeah i'm just gonna keep fighting that is who she is at her core um big fan of of both women in that fight big fan of of michelle waterson and um think there's still some competitive matchups for her out there but also wouldn't be surprised if maybe she goes a different direction um but Marina Rodriguez, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to see her against some of the top fights again and, and see if she can make a run. Um, because if she's finding this viciousness that she was kind of displaying early and finding it again, she's dangerous for everybody. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before, the, yeah. the Manahibos fight. Like, she she does have that side to her. Um, so impressive win for her. A couple yes. other notes from the card. Brian Battle starting to put it together a little bit. Gets Ooh, a, she uh, looks good, man. Second straight finish, man, after that tough outing against Renat Fakhredinov last year. Uh, so nice to see him get a couple wins. Charles Jordan, first-round finish. He... That was nice to see him bounce back. I know, obviously, you know, the Karan Gracie fight was sort of weird, uh, but two tough losses from Nathaniel Wood and Shane yep. Burgos leading into that Karan Gracie fight. Now he's back with back-to-back wins. Uh, Tim Means, the Dirty Bird finish on Andre Fiala. That sequence was was beautiful. I mean, it was brilliant from from Dirty Bird. As an underdog, aging, yep. nice to see him uh, bounce back. And, and everybody kind of pegged and earmarked Fialo and and means is probably like the all action like this is the one to watch this is the sleeper this is the people's main event and it delivered and Tim Means showed out it in the waning minutes of it so uh amazing performance by by those guys tough for Andre Fialo yeah uh you know coming in I, I believe he took the Michel Pereira fight on short notice that was his debut and like he, that's kind of his story is like he'll just fight anyone right, anytime he, anywhere he showed out uh, he made it to a decision, then he got two first-round knockouts, and then you know he's now lost four straight, getting finished in all of them. Uh, Muhammad Usman. But, but before we get off that, I wouldn't yeah. be too worried about him, just from the perspective that like he's one of those, I'll fight anywhere, anytime. Yeah, UFC right. calls, you know you're getting a good fight because he's going to bring it. Um, I, I wouldn't be too worried about him. He, he seems like a guy that you want to keep around. Uh, Muhammad Usman gets a big win over Jake Collier. Yes. Um, cool to see Kamaro in there with him. Uh the Cody Brundage Jacob Malkoon fight ends by uh yeah. Eagle Elbows unfortunate uh ending there for for Malkoon. It's what you want to see though. Like that was a blatant 
a legal shot. Like sometimes it's not enough to just be like, ah, no contest. It didn't mean like he hit him in the. I know. I was gonna ask. Like, would you have thought a no contest was unfair there? It was an illegal. It was a very obvious illegal blow to the point where if Brundage is not going to continue, I'm completely fine with that. That's what I want to see. I want to see the rules enforced in a certain capacity. This feels like the most obvious case to do it. Completely fine with that. Uh, It sucks for Malcolm because I. The, the the definition of intentional becomes very important when you kind of think about these, but fouls are fouls. Like this this is what it is, and and uh, yeah, I think that's the right outcome, honestly. Uh, Mizuki in a way gets a win after a uh, decent sized layoff, and then Montserrat Rendon gets yep. a win in her debut. Uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a decent Apex card. Uh, felt like you know if you didn't watch, you didn't miss out on too much. It was kind of one that you could go back and just watch the uh, watch the fights on. Uh, over to Bellator though, Dublin. 21 fights, but the one that I want to talk about is obviously the main event. Yes. Uh, the middleweight championship, Johnny Eblen, uh, showing some stuff on the feet there. I mean, he uh, obviously is known for his wrestling and grappling, but his display on the feet against Fabian Edwards was super impressive. And then obviously the toughness, that cut was deep. It felt like you could, in the picture, it felt like you could see his skull. That's how deep it was. Uh, yeah, Dustin Poirier tweeted it out after, and it was just nasty, gnarly. Nasty, man. Yeah. Uh, super impressive performance from him. Um your thoughts on people saying he is one of the best middleweights in the world, if not the best? I think that's a starting point. One of the best is absolutely bar none. You you can't exclude him from that conversation. Is he the best? I think he's in the combo. Like I think he he's was, one. I think he's one of the best. I'm if, with you. I, I I think the only way to prove that he is the best is to fight in the UFC and fight against the best competition. Do I believe that? I guess, but but can you definitively claim like? Sean Strickland is holding the belt right now. Can you definitively claim that you know Sean Strickland is better than Johnny Eblen? Yeah, I guess I can't, but I, I need to see them fight first. But is it is it incumbent upon Eblen Sean, to Sean, come Str- to Sean Strickland's win over Israel Adesanya is means more, more impressive. than whatever he's done. It's also more impressive yeah. to me than than the win over Fabian Edwards for Johnny Eblen. There's no doubt. I wouldn't argue with that, but I do think there's an element of being able to identify the skill set that he has. I think Johnny Eblen is like one of the more well-rounded middleweights you're going to get. Like in terms of being able to put together the striking and the wrestling, his age, where he is in his career, it just feels like the dude, like his nickname is the human cheat code. He really is like, he just is that. Um, Man, we do, we like, how many times have we done the, Bellator versus UFC champion fantasy battle. If you look at this dude, it is hard. It is hard to not think that he's going to at least be insanely competitive with these guys, if not win. Like, right, and he, and he trains at the best gym. He's undefeated. I'm, I'm I'm high on Johnny Eblen, man. And this is coming from somebody who thought maybe it's too much too soon. Maybe Gegard Mousasi is going to put this like to rest, and he just absolutely smoked it. And and. Yeah, I'm not convinced that he's not the best. I'll say it that way. Like, I'm not convinced he's the best, but I'm not convinced he's not the best either. If somebody feels that way, if somebody's going to rank him number one, and I think there will probably be some people at MMA fighting who have him ranked number one, uh, it's hard for me to argue against it, man. Like, that dude is legit. Yeah, he's like, nasty. As, as he's, legit as they come. No doubt, man. I mean, the, the the performances have been incredibly impressive, no matter who he's fighting or where he's doing those fights at. I mean, when he fought Gegard Mousasi, I was actually there in the building. Shout out to uh, Mohegan Sun, Connecticut. <laughs> uh, I mean, he just ragdolled Mousasi. That wasn't even a fight. And and the other thing that's so impressive about Eblen, specifically in this fight, is you, you talk about the cut, for sure. But it also felt like people were kind of thinking like, oh, Fabian's looking a little more competitive than maybe the odds indicated. And and 
it what how's the rest of this fight gonna look eblin as soon as he comes out for the third round turns it on and absolutely smokes him like he is Insane. he's just next level man and and i can't i i, I sound like i'm a fanboy but i i, I can't think enough of where his skill set is and and how high i am on on johnny eblin as as a middleweight will we ever see those fights i hope i really do hope yeah, i mean it's it's really interesting to think about the potential of where bellator will be in the next three or four months depending on you know all the rumors surrounding the sale and what that would mean for guys like johnny eblin yaroslav amasov who well, who, who they would get matched up with what's interesting about eblin is pfl doesn't have middleweight so there's a that's there's actually a, an incredible point by you i i wasn't even thinking about yeah that. there's a weird kind of uh area where now that maybe they develop middleweight <laughs> but who knows like what the the i guess i had never even thought about how pfl they had it they had it when they were wsof and then there was a point where they they took it great um, point by you it but you know there's probably enough welterweights or or um or uh light heavyweights that maybe float between there's also the opportunity like bellator's middleweight is probably decent enough where you can cobble something together but who knows even what the construction of pfl versus bellator looks like what i'm really interested in is johnny eblin versus sean strickland versus israel Asanya versus even like let's say an alex Pereira, like guys who i know are middleweights that would be a test and want to see that will we ever see it i i hope so that's all that's all i can hope yeah I, i'm with you man i mean anybody that they can put johnny eblin up against i will be very yeah. interested in there killian bobby i will be there no matter what <laughs> um to another fight not in the ufc or in bellator uh the influencer boxing scene, Misfits, uh, 009. Um, unfortunately, our guy, Ben Davis, uh, he, he did not get the victory over Gabe Silva, but he put out a valiant effort and all the respect in the world to him. He's actually about to join us here in a matter of moments. But before we get to that... Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, maybe when this becomes the Friday show, we'll get our custom code. Maybe, you know? maybe, maybe. Uh, but we are now the honor, the privilege to be joined by our man, Ben the Bane Davis. Ben, look at this man. <laughs> Incredible. 
What do we got? We got the we got the Michael Chandler ice face going on. Guys, I just door dashed a new chin this next fight. I'm going to be absolutely spectacular. Uh I mean, look at this, dude. This looks incredible. We got the uh we got the robe in the back. We got the gloves. We got the whole outfit that you donned what on Saturday in Newcastle in the back. This this is a great scene. Costume changes and yeah. everything. Beautiful. Hey, we know we got to start strong, baby. Yeah, yeah, I was glad with uh, with how the fight kit came out. You know, this is my only turtleneck left. All the other <laughs> ones are still held up in some British Airways dungeon. But, uh, you know, yes, I'm, you, I'm you, doing so, all right. So going back to that, you lost your luggage as soon as you landed in Newcastle. That's correct? I started off this week with an L. Um, yeah, I landed in Newcastle. And the problem was, so I was on Virgin Atlantic initially. Phoenix to Atlanta, Atlanta to Manchester, Manchester, Newcastle. That gets delayed, so the entirety of the connecting flights also get pushed back. I end up on British Airways. It's this whole debacle. They start misspelling my name. I'm no longer Ben Davis. It's Ben David. And, uh, yeah, so it, I was not optimistic about seeing my luggage, and I'm still not. You ne- you still do not have it. I still do not Everything have you it. packed is gone, so you were just living off of the land over in Newcastle. Those jorts were quite literally from the Tesco clearance section. That was not a, that wasn't a bit. That wasn't a joke. I you I took ran advantage of the opportunity and, and, and pulled on the jorts. I had to. Uh, I do I have did, to say yeah. quickly. Uh, you you said that was on Virgin Airlines. Yes. I wow, great! I just I, I <laughs> just quite quite literally just booked a flight on Virgin Airlines this morning. So well, get, uh, first time get ready flying to not it. Hopefully, see your luggage, bro. Yeah. Hopefully, I uh, I retain my luggage. Um, <laughs> look for Ben David's luggage. Uh, so the fight itself, man. Obviously, uh, a tall task. Uh, taking on Anderson yep. Silva's son, Gabe. Um, big size differential. Obviously, a big experience differential. Uh, how did you feel like how did you feel like when you're making that walk out to the ring like what are the what are the thoughts in your head are they, what are the nerves like how are we feeling making that walk and then how did you feel once you were in the ring I felt really comfortable man you know this entire week I I hope that y'all could feel the just composure, you know, the calmness. I was just having a good time. You know, I recognized that there were a lot of challenges stacked against me, but I didn't I didn't have any pressure. I didn't have any stress on me. You know, the expectation was exactly what happened. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, make the most of it. And yeah, you know, we we put in a lot of work over the last month. And granted it was a bit of a fractured training camp given the broadcasting obligations, but I made lemonade out of lemons and felt the fight was going well you know in the ring i landed a couple good shots i got a little bit reckless i got away from the game plan that one's on me um but hey you know we we got up one time and then the second time that was a it was a good one i was fine with the stoppage yeah i want to go back a little bit you talked about the week it seemed like all the support and attention was was on you right it seemed it seemed like you were the talk of of mma twitter and and beyond all week was that what you were aiming to do uh and was that good enough or were you also hoping to be competitive in the fight? Was that not the win? Was that not the end goal? Like wh- how, did, how did you kind of balance those two things, both grabbing the attention, but also how did you want to represent yourself in the fight against Gabe Silva? Well, the big umbrella is if I can't beat you in the ring, I'll beat you on the mic. You know what I'm saying? I'll beat you anywhere else. Um, that's that's my domain. That's my realm. But no, it's influencer boxing. I think that's the traditional pro boxing. You show up, you don't really talk or, or promote or have any fun, and you just do business. But within this weird sphere, this weird industry of influencer boxing, I was like, this is what I have to do. I have to promote. I have to try and um, really 
inflate not the importance of this necessarily because this was a crazy chapter for me um but i i don't know i just wanted to make it the best that i could and um i did think i could beat him you know i did believe that there we we did a lot of tape study we in the gym did so much pad work and technique drilling where we'd go hey this is where he makes this mistake so we're going to capitalize there and um you know just ultimately couldn't couldn't execute you mentioned it uh just a minute ago we actually have a picture here you said that Everything you were doing, you were having fun with. And even when you got knocked down for the second time, <laughs> you're literally smiling in the ring. Like, you're just like, yep, I'm good. I'm all cool. Like, it is what it is. The fight's over. Like, you said it was the expectation, but, like, this was all just fun for you, no matter what the outcome was. What are you thinking right here? Yes, like, when, you, like you, when you're on the floor and you got your, you got your hands up and uh, you're just smiling and it's just the fight's been called. Like, what, what's going through your mind? You're just like, well, it is what it is. Yeah, that's kind of what my my takeaway was in that moment. I was like, you know what? He caught me the good one. and It was um, loud, I have to say. I, it, it was loud, man. I mean, you ate it well, but like the the sound of it, I was like, wow. Ben ate that I one. I was out. Let's let's not get it twisted. I was out. I woke up when I hit the canvas. I know some people, <laughs> um, especially especially when like that angle, it did look like a body shot, and you can see um, I dipped to cover my liver. The Philly shell worked against me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he fainted downstairs, came up, and um, you know, it, it is what it was. I just felt, you know, everybody wins. I think that was the most perfect. W- Way that this entire week could have ended. A lot of fun in the buildup. I think I showed um, my colors and my merit in a lot of different aspects. And he gets an awesome walk-off knockout. Great introduction to uh, influencer boxing and misfits. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, I definitely have a lot of work to do within the actual boxing sense of it and the technique. Uh, but I, I feel confident. You stick me in there with some influencers that just started picking up gloves, and uh, you know, you'd see a whole different Ben Davis. Yeah, I mean, we talked about your support before the fight, but it felt like the community came out to support you after the fight as well. Like, what did that mean after the fight to have people kind of big upping you and talking about how proud they were of you for even getting in there um, and all those things? I, I, I would I would dare to ask, is there a moral victory in that? But I'll let you kind of talk me through what you were feeling. That's hard to put in words, man. You know, it really is difficult. I, I don't know how to verbalize, not even just following the fight, but the lead up to it this whole week, ever since it was announced, um, just the love that I've received. I, I... For the last couple of years, I've just been doing my best in this industry, and I get that that's rubbed some people the wrong way, and I'm at times polarizing, and hey, sometimes I'm a dumbass, baby. I'll, I'll live up to it, you know? But um, this week was really just humbling and grateful, man. I think those are the two words that I can slap on it. Like, I I um, am just a kid from Phoenix, man. You know, that's that's at the end of the day what it's about. So to have people like Ariel and Chael and everybody kind of tuning in and, and, and supporting, that means the world, man. Yeah, I get that. You you mentioned being from Phoenix. I think maybe this might be an opportunity to learn more about you. Like, how did you get into the sport? What are your beginnings? Kind of talk us through some of that as well. Yeah, so it's interesting, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm decently newer to the scene. I only started watching in 2017. Before that, um, I hadn't really known much about mixed martial arts or combat sports. I'd heard the names, the Conor McGregor's, the John Joneses, but it just wasn't, I, I'd never seen it. I never had friends that watched it. My family has never been like a combat sports or boxing family. Um, so a buddy of mine, funnily enough, uh, it was like sophomore, junior high school. He was like, come to this Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, there was a UFC event. And I was like, sure. So it was John Jones and Daniel Cormier too. 
And the demographic that was surrounded here at this restaurant was just like, it looked like a biker gang. I was like, dude, I'm about to get torn up. Um, you know, like you guys think I'm pasty and thin now, dude. I was like a buck 10 wet <laughs> in high school. So I was a little bit nervous, but like they were the nicest people. And when Jones had kicked Cormier and, and you know, won the, won the fight, it was just explosion. It was energy that was electric. And I was captivated from that moment. And over time, I just realized, you know, I think I kind of want to work a little bit in the industry. I was doing finance at ASU and fucking hated that. So I was like, maybe we'll try combat sports and see what we can do. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, you you didn't start watching till 2017. Now you have a professional grappling match under your belt and a professional, or I guess amateur, however we want to build that boxing match under your belt. Yep. When is the first time that you stepped on a mat, stepped into a ring? When was the first time that you trained in any sort of mixed martial arts? It was, it was my freshman year at Arizona State. So there's this uh, club on campus called the Mixed Martial Arts Club. And I ventured into that, got my toes wet. And then Arizona Combat Sports, which is funny enough where I'm at my coach, Coach Seth Time Wheeler Showtime. Uh, big shouts to him. You know, that was a great ground of just kind of introduction to mixed martial arts. You got guys um, like Terrell Fortune and the Tibby Dodd brothers that trained there. And I did about nine months, but just got away from it. Like I was, I was very busy in college and that unfortunately was the first thing to go because i was like i can't justify the time and energy i'm putting in and the, the returns that i'm getting just kind of pale in comparison so over the last five years i mean clearly i'm not i'm not training every day you know what i'm saying <laughs> if if we were to zoom out for a second right and onto the business of ben davis is the yeah. fighting uh, a pillar right like the commentary and the fighting are they separate pillars is the fighting a way to get opportunities in other things how do you view like all the things you do is it one pot where it's all just content like how, how do you view yourself if you're if you're thinking about the different things that you do i think especially with this the influencer boxing match was an avenue to get some other opportunities. Obviously, I hopped on the commentating booth right after my fight for uh, Face Temper and Ginty. Um, and that's definitely something that was clear that I was interested in, was providing play-by-play -play within this scene. Um, so I don't know. I mean, pillar, all one pot, who knows? I, at times, just kind of shit comes out of nowhere. I'm like, fuck it, we ball, you know? Like, <laughs> I can't really... Sometimes I can't predict these things. They just kind of occur, and I have to... I make the most of them. Um, but yeah, I think that it's all building to something. I just don't know what yet. All right. So two things coming off of that. Are we going to fight again? Absolutely. Okay. So there's, I think, there's no question. Do we want to do, we want to stay in boxing, stay on misfits. I'm doing it all, man. I'm doing it all. Like I'll have another Misfits match. I'm going back to Fear Pro Grappling this December. Um, I'm gonna have a mixed martial arts debut at some point. Like I, <laughs> this do... is all planned. Wait, like, is... we're, like we're doing this. Is that Fury? We're doing all of it. Thing already known, or is that breaking news? I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> Maybe not. I don't know if it was known or not. No. Well, yeah. You heard it here first. Wow, breaking news there. Breaking news. Say, you know, come on, uh, Frankie. Who needs there it is. I mean, who needs help? We're newsbreakers here. Thank on you, this Frankie. Show. It's first time for everything. But, uh, uh, second question from that. You mentioned going on the on the booth afterward. Uh, I don't know if you heard it. I don't know if you heard the commentary during your fight. I mean, they were kind of dogging you a bit. Like, did they keep the same energy once you showed up in the booth? Not really. I mean, granted, I was still a bit phased from getting knocked out. So um, I don't really remember like getting into the booth, like everything that they were saying. It was there was a lot going on. But um, I did rewatch the fight and I was a little bit like, man, like that's a bummer. Because so you heard it. Yeah. I, like I was like, what is this? Like, they're like, dude, he's in I, yeah. there, man. I watched the fight yesterday and um, 
you know, it's weird because like as a play-by-play commentator myself, I look at how they're commentating my fight and I'll go, man, I would have just approached that at a different angle. Like I would have leaned way into the David versus Goliath narrative and any modicum of success, any jab would have been like, oh, let's celebrate it instead of we talk about his physique and all these other things. I'm like, I haven't had pizza in eight weeks. I have not had a slice of pizza. I haven't, you know, wasn't dining on sausages. I didn't know where that came from. And it was all lighthearted. Like, it's all jest. I don't really mind. Um, but I was like, man, I was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm never taking my shirt off in public uh, after <laughs> after this week, man. I mean, you look like just a normal guy. And everyone's like, oh, here comes fat. So I'm like, what? I'm like, what is this? Like, this is. I will say, it's hard to get under my skin um sometimes but after that open workout bro oh my god <laughs> dude my notifications on every platform i was like i should just i should just end it now i think i mean dude i'm i'm i'm, I'm looking in the mirror before i get in the shower i'm just like man like I, I i can never be seen shirtless or i'm just gonna get fried into oblivion dude it's weird because like i lost 15 pounds during this training <laughs> camp over the last month i've shaved off 15 pounds i stopped drinking um you know beer i did have a couple of vodka cranberries uh but like you know i was really focusing on my health and and i was like i don't look that bad i looked a lot worse like at the beginning of august <laughs> um so i don't know i mean i guess i'll keep trimming i i, I want to get into the 140s and like the low 150s um so i think that's when i'll start to look a little bit more defined and hopefully people won't talk about my my tits anymore you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, but is there a part of that that you feel like kind of adds to it right like a little bit adds to that like the jorts with, with the belly like it adds to it i think a little bit um in terms oh, yeah. of what oh, yeah. people are looking for from the visuals between you two the tall lean dude who's towering over you at the face off um it seemed like spe- speaking of Gabe, it seemed like you guys were very respectful after the fact. Like, what? How, where does that stand now uh, between you and uh, Gabe Silva? Just a lot of love, man. You know, I bumped into him at the after party. We said a lot of nice things, and of course, in the ring afterwards, I just said, man, like I, I really appreciate this a lot. I have so much respect for you, um, and he is talented. Like, let's not get it twisted. I talked a lot of shit. I was just trying to promote and build. You know what I'm saying? But um, he is a real cool cat, and I'm excited to see what he does next. And um, I mean, God. God save his next opponent because that kid's <laughs> left hook has some seriously <laughs> bad intentions, man. So I'm pumped for him, man. And who knows? Maybe a maybe a Gabe and Bane tag team match. You know, we're on the same team right. down the line. I think that'd be pretty fun. I love it, dude. Uh, one thing that I that I was thinking about throughout the entire build up, throughout the fight, throughout everything, as someone that you're typically in the commentary booth, you're typically on Twitter tweeting, you know, reacting to all of these things. Now you sort of got to live it. Now you got to go through it. You had to make that walk yourself. Like, how much has that changed your perspective moving forward on the fight game? I mean, is it bad if I say it doesn't that wow. much? I mean, it's, wow. you know, I, being in the, I, listen, being, I, like, I saw a video in the back where you were, like, congratulating another fighter after he got a knockout, like, you had to do the pre-fight interview, everything like that, obviously, do the walk and the fight itself, you had to do press conferences, didn't change it at all for you. I just felt this entire week, and and maybe it's just one thing I was I was saying to myself to not get too nervous or anything like that, but I was just like, dude, I belong in these spots. I belong here. And over the last number of years i i hope that i've proven that and i've got the personality and the character and i don't know i didn't it didn't change my perspective i mean i've always had so much love and respect for combat sports in this industry and i know that some people don't believe that but um you know this is this is my passion and it, it's what i love and so being in there it didn't hasn't changed anything too much i just i think i love it a little bit more now yeah i'm wondering 
it's not like it I, I get, it would be fair to probably say like if you weren't the a side of a fight against anderson silva's son you were at least co-promote right like maybe you're on mm-hmm. equal footing in terms of like who's bringing the attention to this card on the back of that are you getting other people with some names we might know who are looking for fights are you are you hearing from the promotion about opportunities they might have lined up for you like what is the nature of who's looking to get in there with bane now that it seems like you might be a viable person uh for these promotions moving forward yeah, no, I think that there are some really interesting matchups and certainly guys that are more influencer boxing first than actual pro fighters. Um, there's this cat named B. Dave, and he's got a fun matchup next month. I think early 2024, me and him can throw down. Uh, but we'll see. You know, I've got to chat with Mams Taylor later this week, hopefully, and we'll figure things out. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm resting and recovering. <laughs> I'm not thinking about too much. I mean, that. listen to you, man. You got to chat with Mams Taylor later on Big this time. week. Got to, got to figure out the matchups. When are we getting the better Derek fight? Man, I hope it comes soon. The problem is he is in that men's atom weight division, so I just don't know <laughs> if it's ever going to come to fruition. Listen, if Derek, you want you want a platform, you want a big opportunity, sign the contract. Let's get it going. I do not like you. It would be a lot of fun. I would roast you way harder than I did with Gabe, and I would actually fucking knock you out. So, Derek, anytime you want it, let's get that smoke. There it is. I feel like, uh, what has Derek got? 24 hours, 48 to respond? What do we think? Yeah, let's give him 48 hours. He might be slow slow on the response, man, but I mean, that that's a fight I would I would love to see. That's a fight headline, a Misfits card, maybe? Nah, that'd be a happy, that'd be like the featured <laughs> prelim, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> You're underselling yourself now. Nah. I did. I, I overdid it during fight week. I have to underpromote now. <laughs> All right. So during fight week, like we talked about the press conference, you absolutely killed it. Uh, did you take inspiration from anyone? I felt like there was a little Muhammad Ali in there, maybe a little Chael Sonnen. You know, obviously Ben Davis thrown in there. You obviously had your own flair. Uh, maybe a little Philly show, maybe a little Sean Strickland once you actually got in the ring too. Like any inspirations you took going into the week? So it is actually very funny. Uh, I was training with Billy Corantillo out Gracie, Tampa South, such a good team in Tampa. And we were watching the Adesanya Strickland fight. And we've been working on the Philly show for a couple of weeks leading up to it. But then with that fight, my coach and I, me and Seth, we were like, yo, it's working, man. Like, <laughs> it's going to work. Um, so definitely, like, defensively, we thought the shell would work and, and Sean was using it. But in terms of trash talk, absolutely. The Chael Sonnen, Chael P, baby, we had to roll it out. And in this fight week, was a lot of Muhammad Ali-esque. I was listening to a lot of Ali interviews, trying to have some more Ali-isms in, in the quotes and whatnot. Because um, this is, it's basically like, I don't know, the way that I viewed this influencer boxing uh, sphere and, and what I want to do in it is like, kind of like WWE-ish. You know, this fight I'll have Muhammad Ali Bay. Next fight it'll be uh, the Triple H Bay. Like, you know, who knows? Like, maybe we'll mix it up like that. Um, but yeah, so I think those were a couple people that I was really drawn from. I mean, it was a blast to watch. I mean, when we got the clips, uh, I think we have the picture when he grabbed your robe. Now, obviously, you lose the luggage. Like, that that robe's just straight off the off the rack from the hotel. That is quite literally just a Hilton robe that was in the room. <laughs> I mean, room. it looks... The fact that he's, he's... We have the picture right now. I know you can't see it. I mean, he's gripping it, dude. Like, he is... It is such a good picture, man. I mean, just like... I know you say you're fighting again. Say you never do it again, man. Like the memories and the photos and everything that came out of this week, like are incredible for you. Like I was like <laughs> living vicariously <laughs> through you. Like I'm seeing these, like you're going face to face with Anderson Silva's son and like you're just talking shit to him. Like it was, it was, it was incredible to watch, man. 
I tried to leave no stone unturned. You know, I know that some people felt like, oh, he talked so much shit. Now it's karma. But this is what we do, baby. You know what I mean? We we light it up on the sticks and we try our best. And um, I don't know. I mean, if I the thing is, like, I could have just rolled in here and and said all the basic generic bullshit. He's so good. He's tall, but I'm going to beat him. And I trust my game plan and this and that. And I don't know. I just thought I'd make it fun. I'd, I'd make it my own. And hey, you know what? Even if it looks poorly in hindsight, and even if I've got to have a little egg on the face, I'm happy with everything. I'm I think it went almost perfectly outside of getting knocked out. <laughs> I, I dude, I can't lie, man. I I verbally screamed in my living room uh when <laughs> when you because I was like I there was a me and a few friends we were all watching the fight out. We were like, he's just gotta make it to round two. Like, let's just make it to round two. I was so dude, close. Dude, you were so dude. close, man. You were Fuck. 12 seconds off, man. I I screamed. I was like, no, no. And then of course, obviously, uh they they called the fight. I was like, if he had made it to round two, then this would have been near perfect. But it is crazy to hear you now saying that like you were out and then like hitting the canvas woke you back up because on watch on TV, it looked like you just dropped and the ref was like, All right, this is this is clear an advantage for Gabe Silva. We're just calling it. So the optics were not that bad. There was there's an angle of like cause the one where it's it's on my back and I go down, you can't really tell, but the one where it's like, you can see my face eating that punch when the mouth guard flies out, there is just that there's <laughs> yes, like a couple guard. frames of, Oh, he's just not home right now. <laughs> um, and like, and that's honestly how I felt with the first knockdown a little bit as well. It's just those, those punches came out of nowhere, man. Like I couldn't, I didn't even see him coming. And uh, he's, he was a bit, I don't want to say faster or more powerful than I was expecting necessarily, but like the timing and the precision was something that I, I was a little bit like, after that first knockdown, I was like, oh, man, I might be fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering. I'm not going to lie. Watching it, I was just like, after that first one, I was just like, man, this is uh, this looks dicey. I will say, I caught him uh, with a good body shot. There was one one body shot that I thought was pretty okay. <laughs> uh, a few jabs. Um we tried, there was this, dude, we had so many combos we wanted to roll with. We had a Gaethje where it was a, a one-two and then we roll under right into a, a southpaw check, right? Um, we had like this step in jab when he's on the ropes and you could see me go for it. It's just, I butchered it so horribly. <laughs> it was a jab body and then we'd switch angles onto his side and then wing the overhand. Um, I forgot all of the setup and just threw a jab and then an overhand. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it was... It was good. I didn't feel like supremely out of my depth in the ring. Like um, I was taking the shots. I was defending a little bit better than I thought. The head movement was okay. Um, yeah, I was. I was. Well, on, upon rewatch, the first thing I said to my coach, I was like, "That wasn't as bad as I thought." <laughs> so if if they were to offer you somebody with a similar like skill level, similar level of experience to to what Gabe had, you'd take that no problem. There's no shell shock from the idea of like I don't want to go through that again. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Give me Gabe again. <laughs> give me Francis and Ganu. I don't care. I'll fight anybody. Like I'm about it, dude. I know that I might not have the best results, but I'll fucking get in there with anybody and put on a show. I believe you when you say that. I, I, I truly do believe you, but I want to, I want to see a, a good matchup for you next time out. I want to see a fight where instead of me, you know, where throwing it's not Brad Bolton, the black belt and Gabe Silva, <laughs> the lifetime train. It's, instead of me throwing, uh, you know, $12 on, on, uh, Ben, the Ben Davis plus 900. Uh, you can Venmo me whenever for that. Don't, don't even worry about it. No rush. You can just Venmo me whenever. Uh, I want to get like a nice minus minus one ten. Like let's get a nice, even odds where we can really, we can really get hype. I want to see a good matchup for Ben Davis. You, you've gone through the, the trials. I think going up against the black, 
belt, getting your leg snapped in 13 seconds, and then having to fight Anderson Silva's son and getting knocked out in the first round. You've earned yourself a solid matchup. It's time for a win, fellas, yes. I think. Is, is and it's going to be sweet when we get why it. Do, why don't you let us uh, know who are you facing on December uh, 17th, I think you said? Who, who, who do we got on deck? Tell I us. Think, I think December 30th. Oh, um, we're still organizing uh, the, the matchup, but it's not a jujitsu black belt. The name that I have in mind is another broadcaster. Let's in go. Fact, oh, wow. He's another play-by-play. You might know him. Yeah, I bet you love him. Brendan Fitzgerald, let's get it going. <laughs> get out of here. Very pro grappling. Wow. Me, you, Philadelphia. That is, is this is a call out right now or has there been real discussion around This is this? real. I, I texted him a while ago and he was down, but I'll call him out right now. Dude, wow. Yes, yes. Brendan Fitzgerald. <laughs> so now, better Derek has 48 hours to respond. <laughs> Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald's on his game. We'll give him 36 hours. That. Yeah. Give him 36. You talk about selling a fight. I mean, that would be that'd be must-see television for me. Broadcaster versus broadcaster. I love that. That'd be fun. That'd it'd be fe- fun. It feels like when you think about these things, you have the promotion in mind, right? Like it feels like you're thinking beyond just like, this is a fun matchup that I'm gonna do. It seems like you have the idea of like you're putting on the fights that people want to see and that the promotion's gonna be happy with. Did anybody come to you and say, hey, we appreciate what you're doing in terms of taking this fight with Gabe Silva? Like, how did they react to what happened this week? There was a lot of love. You know, I think that the zone team and misfits, um, I, they sent a lot of nice messages throughout the week, especially Mams after like the presser or the weigh-ins. Um, he'd, he'd be like, you're crushing it, you know, keep it up. And honestly, Gabe's team as well. This is kind of <laughs> funny. Um, I like, so I kept bumping into his coaches the entire week and they're like the nicest guys. Um, and I remember I was talking with one of them before the the press conference, I think. And I was like, man, Gabe's just not fucking promoting this at all. And he was like, yeah, like we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get him to get that side of it down, but you got to bring it out of him a little bit. And I was like, I got you, coach. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that they were all very happy with it. And, you know, again, I'm, I, I, I want every party possibly involved anytime I do something to come away going, that was awesome. We liked working with him uh, and, and we hope to have him back. Yeah, from the outside, it looks like you're doing a great job with that. Yeah. Uh, from the outside, it, it looks like you're doing a fantastic job, and I, I can't imagine that they didn't feel that way. Uh, in other realms, I mean, you say that you're a play-by-play commentator. You say you're a broadcaster. That's your main focus. I know I've seen you on Anthony Pettis' fight promotion. What, what else do we have in store there? Yeah, man. So APFC is really cooking up with some gas this year. We're headed over to Manchester on October 20th, and then we're back in Milwaukee on November 14th. So stay tuned. We've got some developmental contracts as well. They're doing some APFC tryouts that I saw. I don't know many details about it, but I think they're the one of the gold standards of like a regional promotion that is just mixing it up beautifully. And um, Anthony, Johnny Yanchuk is, is doing great work there. Uriah Faber's A1 Combat. You know, lock that one down, hopefully. Um, I'll be back there, and we'll see. I think what I would love to do is just connect with a lot more of the shows on Fight Pass, get some more Fight Pass opportunities, and and try and become the play-by-play of UFC Fight Pass. Then we'll see what happens from there. That's like 2024, what my game plan, I think, is going to be. Is there any part of you that's trying to leverage these connections with these big former UFC legends into, hey, maybe train me a little bit, maybe teach me a thing or two, or at least the gyms that they're working at, <laughs> helping helping um, the commentary part of it inform the fighter part of it. Maybe. Uh, that might be a smart idea, you know? I don't know. It's, it's hard because, like, since February of this year, I've been on the road, like, three weeks a month every month. And that has been quite challenging 
to train and to like stay fit and and working out and whatnot. So if I'm able to do that and and line up some pad sessions throughout the weeks uh, when I'm with these people, awesome. But um, I don't know. You know, I I uh, my main thing is play by play. That's my passion. Everything else kind of comes second. Well, you're killing it, man. Uh, on the flip side of that. You're the guy on the mic. We're we're normally the behind the scenes guys. We're kind of getting thrown into the fire here. I am definitely not an interviewer. Uh, how do we do, man? What did we miss? What should we have asked Dude. you? Excellent. I think. Um, mm. I mean, I'm, guys, I'm still recovering from a knockout. <laughs> I think the one, the the getting knocked out and then commentating. I thought that was like the funniest thing. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how many people have been knocked out and then the next fight they're like, "Hey, guys, so what he's doing really well is he's setting up his right hand." Like, was there anybody? Um, was there anybody who said maybe we shouldn't do this? They there was some hesitation. Um, you know, we talked about it during fight week and they were like, oh, like that'd be really good. Um, but then, you know, it was a tough I got sat down and the team, you know, they were like, Are you sure you're okay for this? And I had a blue moon because I didn't know if they were gonna do it. And I was like, Yes, I'm ready. You, um, you, so you had a do beer? not actually time out real quick. Don't drink before you do any commentating. That's not a, a advisable strategy. I never do it, but uh, a little Come on, you just had a fight. You just had a fight. Moon. Yeah. I'd have one beer. Okay, so we had the blue moon. We're coming off a knockout. We're kind of still buzzed from all that. Like we, you said, you didn't fully remember sitting down with them, and then uh, we were just off to the races. Oh, man, you were just right there with Temper and Ginty. I mean, I had no time. And I remember I, I chatted with the truck. I had the talk back button, and I was like, because um, there was, you know, it was hectic. There was so much of going course, on. Of course, always is. I was like, do you guys do you guys want me for, for the main or just come in? And they're like, yep, you're good. And I was like, awesome, and just went right back to the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what was, uh, what was the game plan afterward? Like, uh, you, you said, uh, an after party with Gabe Silva, like what'd you do after the fight? So there was, there was a misfits after party. I can't remember the name of the place. Um, but a lot of the fighters and just the people that were there showed up and it was a lot of fun. You know, it was very, I'll say this. I mean, I don't go clubbing too much these days. My ASU experience that's in the can. I don't, <laughs> I don't open those chapters. Um, but you know, it was, it was a fun time, you know, chat with Gabe, the team, seeing some other fighters, um, sitting with Seth, just kind of like decompressing a little bit. I mean, as loud as hell, you can't really talk to anybody <laughs> in these places. I'm like, screw That's why my voice is fucked. Um, but yeah, went back. I had to wake up very early cause the shuttle was there at six 50 in the morning. So, um, didn't get too much sleep. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a fun after party. What was the one most memorable thing? What, what are you going to take away from this that you'll never forget? Man, how awesome the architecture is in Newcastle. Oh, like, shit. dude, they, the UK, just Europe in general, relative to Arizona, we've got beige, tan, one-story square buildings. They've got castles that have been around for 500, 600 years that are just right there. You know, it's like nobody's making a big fuss about it. So I think the architecture, but no, on a serious note, um, the big takeaway from this is, listen, you knock me down. I'm going to get the fuck back up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And you'll see me back in there soon. Uh, yeah. I mean, so we got Fitzy end of the year. We got the better year. Derek sometime early next year. I feel like we're, we're building towards something here. And then uh, a couple broadcasts on Fight Pass. And then we're, we're working a big 2024 in store for the Bane. I hope, man. Yeah, you know, we'll see. It could all end tomorrow. You never know. Uh, I just like enjoying the ride. Uh, I mean, a man of culture, the Newcastle architecture, uh, the biggest takeaway. <laughs> I can't wait to maybe someday see it myself. Uh, ben, thank you so much for joining us. Thank dude. you, Ben. Respect on a level that you don't understand for getting in there, man. That takes big cojones. That was super impressive of you. It doesn't matter what the outcome was. You killed it on the mic. Uh, you're killing it. 
uh, in the broadcasting game and in the fight game as well. So thanks so much for joining us, man, and uh, excited to see what we got in store for the next year. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. I'll see All you right, soon. Ben, be easy, man. Thanks, Ben. How about it? How about that? First guest in the book for the uh, New York Rick and GC MMA Hour. First guest, breaking news. A little breaking news. I mean, yeah, we've, Brennan we've got call outs for Derek. everybody. I mean, it's great stuff. I mean, uh, both, those, both those fights, I mean, if either of those could happen, I would be... Yeah. Very excited for those. I, l- I like the way he's he's kind of approaching it. I like the way he's handled it. Um, felt I mean, he's like, handling the loss beautifully. But not only that, just even the way he approached it heading into it, oh, right? Yes, he's yes. kind of playing with house money a Everything. little bit, recognizes Everything. that there's just opportunities ahead of him. Um, looking forward to what's next. And uh, yeah, he's, he seemed like the story of the week in a week where there was a lot going on. As we just kind of talked about, it seemed like everybody was kind of locked in on that. So uh, sh- shout out to him for that. Uh, yes, big shout out to him. Uh, excited to see what's next for him. Sticking in boxing, man, and just uh, as we tie a bow on the, sure. on the weekend recap, uh, Connor Ben making his comeback. Yes, uh, very short notice, very odd fight announcement <laughs> in Orlando. Uh, Ten rounds, uh, but nonetheless, he gets it done. And now we're going for the Chris Eubank Jr. fight. Yeah, maybe not the performance that like most were expecting this fight to be. From the idea that like, hey, we need to kind of get Connor Ben a big highlight reel so we can lead this into the uh, Eubank fight. The guy he fought was one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen. Some of the like uppercuts that Ben was hitting him with would have put lesser men out, like neck snappers. His head was wobbling all over the place, but the dude just had no quit in him. Um, absolutely tough. Uh, but I liked what I saw from Ben, honestly, in that fight. Like he was aggressive early because I think he thought I'm going to get this guy out of here. And then when he realized he wasn't, when he realized how tough this dude really is, he sat back, had a good pace, looked like the gas tank was there um, throughout the rest of the end of the fight. So I'm all in on Connor Ben versus uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Like that feels like it's inevitable. Like if it's not the end of this year and hopefully the British Boxing Board of Control and Connor Ben can sort out what's happening there, (laughs) um, maybe next year. But it feels like the the first time this fight was being built, and we talked about this with Ariel, the first time this fight was being built, it had a built-in storyline, right? Fathers had epic rivalry. Now the sons are getting into the ring. But now it has evolved so far beyond that. There's so much more to it. There's so much more nuance to it. There's so much more between Junior and Connor that it has its own story now. And it feels like this would be one of the biggest fights in British boxing. If we're not talking... Fury versus uh, AJ, this is probably it. Like, this feels like the, like the one. Um, I'm extremely excited for it. My fear is I just think Chris Eubank's going to be too big. Like, yeah. I, and I think that was a lot of people's fear in the first fight, but obviously Eubank was coming down and he was going to meet at a weight I think that was detrimental to him. Like, I think that was going to be a real significant factor in it. If they don't meet there again, man. I've been saying he's willing to... Fight See, at I don't know closer to his walking around weight. I don't know if that's good because Eubank is big, man. Yeah, like this is this is going to be a big man versus a very skilled, very aggressive, knockout power carrying, but smaller man. Like truly, like th- there could be a, a size discrepancy here that he's just not able to overcome with skills. And don't get me wrong, Chris Eubank is is extremely skilled as well. But I think that size is going to be a factor. But I want to find out so desperately. Like that yes. is if yes. if you ask me like what are the fights around the landscape of combat sports that you want to see the most right now it's it's one or two yeah. like that is up there it, I mean it felt like 
DAZN, it was almost like their re-unveiling of Connor Ben. Oh, yeah. Like they, they were putting out pieces of a walk-along with Eddie Hearn. They were, they were hyping it up big time, despite him not being the main event or anything like that, and it just being 10 rounds. It felt like this was like, okay, time to, to put him back uh, you know, in the spotlight here. You know, everything you mentioned, uh, even with the issues going on uh, behind the scenes with Connor yeah. Ben, and then obviously, you know, getting the contracted weight there, I still feel like it's more viable than like an AJ Fury. So like, I feel like this has a better chance of happening. Those two have been circling each other for, for forever. I'm not confident it's ever going to happen. Eubank and Ben, I think they're both motivated to make this fight. I know Eddie Hearn is motivated to make this fight. Um, I mean, Ben posted this morning a, a Photoshop yeah. of, of Eubank knocked out in the corner and, you know, let's and, do it. And I know right after the fight, Eubank put a uh, sleepy like yeah. emoji because he, he <laughs> look, I, if I was booking it, I think I would have maybe looked for somebody who wasn't as tough as the opponent that uh, Ben had and had a, a, a highlight reel knockout. But at the same time, it probably served him best. It probably allowed him to get back in there, get some real hard rounds against a very, very tough opponent, as opposed to just coming in there and flatlining somebody who's yeah. not in the same class. Um, now you can build on that. Now you could, you might be ready. You might be willing to get the rounds in um, with Eubank. So, yeah, give me that fight. Give me that fight. I, I, I want it badly. Uh, on that card, Richardson Hitchens yep. uh, also gets a dub. I mean, he's a lot of people don't love his style. It's typically a decision, but man, he just it was a drubbing. I mean, twelve to ten. Or, I mean, twelve to nothing on uh, one of the judges' scorecards. Like he he really just made it look easy. I mean, I am very impressed by by what I've seen from him. Excited to see where he goes from there. Yeah, uh, obviously being from New York, it's cool. And then we just talked about the heavyweight division, John. Yeah, knocks out Joe Joyce again. This time, putting him on the canvas. First time in Joyce's career. Uh, I mean, huge win for Zhang. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's next for him, but like, feels like he can get a very big fight right now. And then on the flip side of that, Joe Joyce, tough, uh, tough to come back from this. Tough to try to make a run at the belt. It felt like we we talked about it on Saturday. He was that close. Now it feels like he's that far. If he was able to get this done, it would have felt like he helped, he hopped right back into that conversation. Because he wasn't, it feels like he's going to fall and, and and maybe not be able to get back in there. For Zhang, man, if if AJ versus Wilder does not happen, I like this fight for AJ. I think this is the fight. It's a dangerous fight. It's dangerous because he it's, can crack. He is tough. He is big. Like oh, he's he's legit. This this I mean, if you look at is he possibly a top five heavyweight? Like who? What's the list at this point? Like it seems like right. he's there. Like where's Ruiz in the conversation? Like it's hard to deny him at this point. For AJ, I don't think he needs somebody like. The Wilder fight is the fight I want to see because I think those two are are a good pairing, and and I would love to see that matchup. But what AJ needs right now, I think, more than like mainstream attention on a big fight, is boxing fans. I think he needs to win back boxing fans in a major way. Like I think his performances have been a little bit disappointing for people that expect him to be at the top tier of boxing. And if he can beat Zhang, I think that will go a long way toward showing like, hey, maybe those performances were more just new trainers, getting used to the style, figuring things out. And now I've gone in there and beaten the guy with with nothing to gain and everything to lose and now I'm back in the conversation and now I'm ready for Tyson Fury and now I'm ready for Wilder if that's not the fight this feels like the right fight for both if I'm being honest I, at first when I was thinking about it I was like if I'm AJ I don't take that fight he's too dangerous but I think this is the fight that AJ needs honestly I think this is the thing that can get the boxing fans back and say like yeah he's he's fighting the guys that 
are, a are win over Zhang would impress me, man. It, it would yeah. really impress me. It wouldn't mean much to the mainstream, which is a reason why maybe you don't throw this on a pay-per-view. Maybe you do this in China. Maybe you do something where like... <laughs> AJ versus Zhang in China? You do something where you could put it on, on DAZN and you say like, this is a headline-worthy event and then you roll into the pay-per-views. I think this is the right fight, but man, it's dangerous. It is, oh, it is a risk. It for is a sure. big risk. For sure. Um, I mean, for him, for him to come back out there and do the same thing to Joe Joyce but make it look easier was... He's good, man. ...was crazy impressive. It's it's exciting times in, in boxing right now. A lot of matches uh, to be made. Last fight that I wanted to get into happened on Friday. Yes. Let's talk. Let's talk, man. I mean, I, I don't even know how to, like... I've been trying to think of the of the right metaphor for it. We're talking okay. about Rod Tang versus Superleg. Yes. Boxing is like... Is like a cup of coffee. Okay. Uh, MMA is like a super heavy energy drink. Rod Tang versus Superlek is like, I mean, it's about hardcore drugs. I was gonna say it's like you're ripping lines out here. Yeah. Like I was like, it's like 11:30 a.m. on a Friday morning, and I'm just like nine minutes of non-stop action. These guys did not stop the entire time. I mean, the only disappointment from the whole fight for me. Uh, was that we didn't get five rounds Absolutely. and there wasn't a belt on the line. I, I pray that they rematch it and it is the proper five rounds and they do put the belt on the line because Superlek gets that knockdown in the second round and I believe that's what won him the fight, obviously, yeah. because he was he was fading uh, in the third round. It kind of felt like he was hanging on for dear life. I thought they were going to score it for Rod Tang. Very curious to see how that fight would have gone had they had the extra six minutes. Yeah, completely agree. I think we needed to see longer. I completely agree that it seemed like the sentiment was like Rod Tang kind of maybe edged it, but certainly the, the most um, impactful moment of that fight was was the second round from Superluck. That was that was the greatest like I was loving it, man. I was that loving it in a while. Uh, yeah, like, what one championship and this fight happened on, uh, in one championship. What they have done a really good job of doing, and and I wasn't really sure how viable this was going to be, was getting people to appreciate Muay Thai, kickboxing, jujitsu in the context and framework of MMA. Right, their bread and butter, the primary portion of a lot of these cards is going to be MMA fights, and they have like an MMA kind of feel to them. But they've gone they've gone so far above and beyond in terms of acquiring Muay Thai, kickboxing, and jujitsu talent and highlighting them and showcasing them. Whereas those sports individually have had a very hard time crossing over with U.S. audiences, have have a very hard time capturing the MMA fan. I feel like as an MMA fan, right, primarily. You're jumping into that. You're saying, I'm willing to come along with you, one, if you're able to do these fights. Now, they did this in MMA gloves, which is something that has been done before. I believe John Wayne Parr kind of had a promotion um, that did that uh, initially. Um, but they're doing Muay Thai in MMA gloves um, where you have less of the protection. I don't know how much it's kind of affected Muay Thai. Um, certainly grappling is going to be in clinch positions are going to be a little bit different. The hiding behind gloves. But I think that maybe it's not as distinct as, as we've seen from what I can kind of tell. Um, but the action, the level and quality and caliber of fighters that they are putting out there for MMA fans, who if you're MMA fans, oftentimes we're hearing like, get it off the ground. I don't want to see this. Well, this is for you. Like this is what you're gonna, you're gonna want to watch because these guys are going a hundred miles a minute. They've only got three minutes per round, and they're absolutely pushing the pedal. And and they are among the best of the best at what they do. Um, and I think one has done a really really good job. 
uh, of capturing that kind of MMA fan and bringing them in for some of these more niche combat sports. Yes, they are. They are pedal to the metal. They are pushing the entire yeah. time. It's it's fantastic theater. And then on top of that, the actual theater surrounding it, the pageantry, the walkouts, uh, the the rituals surrounding it yes. uh, is just fascinating to watch. And then the crowd is fantastic. Every time there's a big moment, it's just like, oh, oh. I mean, everyone's going crazy for for each big shot. Uh, I, so yeah, it was. I mean, the fact that they put it for free on YouTube too, uh, right after you can watch it, you could yes. go watch it now, and we're raving about it. If you haven't seen that fight, go watch that fight. One yes, championships I mean, YouTube. It, it, whoever you scored it for, I, I can see the argument that you're making. I mean, Rod Ten got the massive cut on Superluck in the first round, uh, and then obviously the knockdown in, in round two by by Superluck. It was it was amazing, man. Uh, so so credit to one for everything that you just said, kind of getting pulling people into that world because. Uh, any super fights they want to make in Muay Thai, I, I am down to watch. To this point, I feel like it's been alienating, right? Like, it's hard to jump into Muay Thai or kickboxing or even jiu-jitsu and be like, who are the top guys? I don't know who the top guys are. What's the stakes? What Like, all these things uh, are hard. As an example, Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira, I've been watching them for years before they entered the UFC, but most MMA fans are exposed to them once they come to the UFC or once they come to a big promotion or start the MMA careers. That's when the the story starts with them. It's alienating. It's hard. It's hard to jump in. One is giving you an easy platform. Hey, maybe you're coming for Demetrius Johnson, but you're also going to see some of the best grapplers on the planet. You're also going to see some of the, Muay, the best Muay Thai fighters. You're also going to see some of the best kickboxers, and they're also vetting it for you. They're only showing you like really the best of the best and the stuff that's really going to get you involved. Um, so yeah, I, I can't speak enough for what a tremendous job they've kind of done in terms of broadening um, people's understanding of, of some of these niche sports. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Um, so if you haven't, Go watch Super yes. Rock Tang. It, it's only going to take you about ten minutes. It's, like it's, it's, it's short. not a long fight, but it is. It is very exciting. I highly recommend going and watching that. One more bit of news you just mentioned: Israel Adesanya, yes, uh, pleads guilty to a DUI. Uh, happened back on August nineteenth, I believe. Um, the amount of alcohol in his system was obviously on a different system than. Uh, yeah, I, I have it here. American it's eighty-seven use. milligrams per hundred milliliters of blood. The legal limit is fifty milligrams. So, yeah. so I don't know the context of, of how much that is. I, I've seen well, some people saying it's it's just a touch over, but obviously, uh, illegal is illegal. Yeah, the, the New Zealand Herald was was the one to report, and they, they I believe they got a statement from Adesanya or his representatives where he says, I want to apologize to the community, my family, and my team for the decision I made to get behind the wheel after drinking at dinner. So that gives us a little bit of context, right? Like he's saying, like, this was enjoying drinks at dinner, not a situation where he's um, out, you know, slamming drinks. And then so he's tr- that, that gives us a little bit of context maybe for what those milligrams represent. He says, I'm disappointed with my decision to drive. It was wrong. I know a lot of people might follow me. And I want them to know I do not think this behavior is acceptable. So taking accountability, saying I do not uh, condone uh, what I was doing um, and trying to move on from it. Sentencing on January 10th um, is is what has been reported. So, yeah, an unfortunate kind of thing to come out. It's odd, the timing of it, because this is what? What what date was? Three weeks before the fight. Yeah, three weeks before I mean, the fight. Uh, it's, it's right around when UFC 292 happened. Uh, that is one thing. A lot of people, I mean, obviously, you know, the Internet's going to run and make jokes and everything. Uh, I am seeing a lot of people being like, oh, he's having a tough run since the loss. Obviously, this this yeah, did happen before, before the fight. But it is odd timing. Like, that that is an odd time yeah. to happen. The, the the part where he's saying like you know getting behind the wheel and drinking at dinner makes me think that maybe this is something that's not where he cuts all alcohol out before a fight camp you know there's certain fighters who will there's certain fighters who won't um and and could have been in that circumstance but 
certainly agree with his position that like this is not what you do you don't get yeah, behind the wheel it's it's, it's unacceptable and he will be sentenced for it but uh i like that the statement that he has released takes accountability for it and says um do not follow my example here yeah and we'll see what happens from here and hopefully he sticks by that and hopefully he can move on uh from it and luckily no one was hurt in it it was yeah, just it was thankfully. just a pullover it wasn't an accident it wasn't anything like that um but yeah uh unfortunate to see um, and one last thing I do want to get into from the weekend, uh, you know, there were a lot of winners, a lot of big news and everything. I think my biggest winner was Kevin James. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it circling the me. internet. Talk to I me. can't get on Twitter. We have it right here. We have the picture. Uh, you can't go on the internet right now without seeing this picture. <laughs> and some of them have been so good, man. Yes. I mean, some of them have been so good. I saw one that was like, my friend of a friend when my my friend's friend that I don't know when I bring out the vape at the bar and they're standing there looking like that. I mean, there have been so many good ones. Yeah, I saw one this morning. My favorite one I just saw one was uh, when you touch the no tip and then turn the iPad around <laughs> to the barista. <laughs> Uh, I saw another one, uh, Travis. If you, by the way, we should describe for people who are listening and not uh, oh, yes, able to yes, see. Yes. It's Kevin James, a, a Getty image of Kevin James. Uh, That's Kevin the best James. part about it is that the Getty image is watermark is still on. Yeah, uh, a little bit of like a, a slump, a little bit of like a, a bashful kind of look to him. Um, goofy smile and like i also another thing that i love about it that it's not just the getty images watermark this is from like season one or two of the king of queens which was probably filmed in like 1999 like this is it's an ancient photo at this point and of course the internet picks it up and and just runs with it uh i saw another one that was like uh, travis kelsey uh, asking Taylor Swift after the game if she saw his touchdown. How about that, by the way? Stealing I was, I was thinking as we were walking in here, like, has there ever been anything even close to this in MMA? Because, like, it you talk about stealing headlines. Like, the CBS broadcast couldn't go 10 minutes without showing Taylor Swift in her suite in, like, a 41-10 to 10 game. There's got to be, right? I'm forgetting some... some- uh, Infamous. Was it Julian Marquez with uh, well, called Miley, with Miley Cyrus. Cyrus? I mean, he he was close. Like he could have gotten there. Imagine if we had gotten Miley Cyrus at an Apex event. I know there was, um, I believe, Alex Reed, and there was a famous. Oh, this is going to kill me. Somebody on Slack from MMA Fighting hit me. There was a famous like um, model in the UK, and they were like a real like power couple. Um, and I'm forgetting her name at the moment, but. Uh, was there one that was like UFC level? There had to be, right? Like, I'm, uh, okay. Tito. Oh, Tito and uh, Jenna Jameson was a was a okay. very notable right. big um, MMA yeah, like power couple, like a like a like a UFC superstar dating another superstar, and like them showing. Let's just let's just call it what it is. It was definitely not a Taylor Swift. It can't be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Uh, but I yeah, guess that was... is, is Tito and, and Jenna our version? I feel like that that's probably the, the highest levels of what we're I know. Gonna I get. know Sydney Sweeney was at a fight recently, but I don't think she's obviously dating anyone on the UFC roster. She's also not Taylor Swift level um before becky lynch married seth rollins she was dating luke saunders i believe i believe that's correct um so yeah i i feel like uh there's been there's been different versions there's been different ones but combined power of kelsey and uh and, uh, and Taylor leaving Swift the game is, together is, and the convertible and, yeah and now now we got the swifties coming into the football world well, 
what would it take? Who would like who would be the Travis Kelsey at MMA and who would need to be the MMA equivalent in uh in terms of Taylor Swift? Yeah, I don't know. Like I mean like uh Who's like, like a Travis Kelsey level of fame right now? I mean like uh, like like imagine if like Sugar wasn't spoken for. Yeah. Yeah. And like he started dating. Plays for a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, I feel like that might be the who would he? Who would let's, instead of Miley Cyrus isn't a bad one for, yeah. for Julian Marquez, but obviously Marquez doesn't have the star power of Travis Kelsey. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we're quite there yet in terms of uh, in terms of the romances. Uh, we'll, we'll fingers crossed. We'll hopefully get one soon. Like imagine that's kind of a big age difference. I was going to say imagine Sugar started dating like Katy Perry. Yeah, I mean, why not? Imagine Sugar started dating Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's it. And she has Maybe like dyed ours. hair for him. Whatever. Oh, wait a minute. Died. Duh. Luke Rockhold and Demi Lovato. Wow. That's the one. Wow. Oh, duh. And she pulled yeah. up. She pulled oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. She was big into it too. She. This is you know this, this is predates like you a little time, bit. Yeah. Luke Rockhold, that's Demi a good Lovato. De- that's ours. That's ours. That's the MMA. That's the MMA. Version. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. She got big into into jujitsu. She was all over it. Yes. Oh yeah. This oh yeah. Here they are. I mean, look at that. Yeah. All right. You just, you just, you helped me get there. That there that's we go. The one. That's yeah. The look one. at them out on the town. They're going to fights. I mean, this is yeah. This is great stuff. Yeah. No. Great call by you. Great call by you. I think that's a perfect. Comparison. That's the perfect one. I mean, that's great. Also, shout out to Kevin James because, like, I don't, did you know that he was in an MMA movie? Have you heard did, of yes. Here Comes the Boom? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here Comes the Boom. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of sports movies. He did the Sean Payton movie as well, which was uh, odd casting. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know all about uh, Kevin James. Okay. Um, King of Queens, I used to watch when he's, I would get home from school. He's a huge MMA fan. Yeah. He was at the early fights as well. Shout out. So shout out to Kevin shout James out. on the MMA tip, not just the meme tip. Yeah. King of Queens, man. I mean, look at him. My eyes are getting weary. What a meme. That's the theme song, if you didn't know. Oh, um, I've never seen the show. Oh, yeah. My back is getting tight. Uh, Sitting here in traffic on the Queensboro Bridge tonight. Yeah. Is that bad? He's an MMA fan. He seems like a nice dude. I'm from Queens. Is this a- Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're is this a Queens. rough? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a- Should I it, have been a, bi- a bigger Kevin is, James supporter? It is what it is, the show. Uh, like, it's just like a laugh track, CBS yeah, or whatever, sitcom. sitcom. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like turn your brain off TV. Uh, Jerry Stiller in it. I love Jerry. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a solid show. It's not not. Yeah, I think I, I feel like I messed up. I owe Kevin James an apology. Yeah, I mean Kevin James is great for memes too. Like the, I'm sorry, uh, the Kevin. NASCAR gentleman when he's like star your haven't seen it. No. Wow, you are really disrespecting Kevin James. Sorry, like, Kevin no James. love for Kevin James. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Did you even know that was Kevin James in the meme? <laughs> like, come on, man, you're asking me about my Kevin James. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, come on. Uh, sorry, Kevin. Uh, all right, before we get to the questions, uh, let's quickly recap the weekend. Um, betting, Parlay Pals. Yes. Bets. Uh, before we get to that, though, strap in, folks. This is the long one. I thought this was a little peanuts for a second, Frank. This is a nice, smooth jazz here. Uh- Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Support them. Because they support us. Support them because they support us. You see it right over Rick's shoulder there. Um, Yeah, so don't know about you guys. Parlay Pals. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We're back. Back yeah. to back weeks. It's a lot of green on there. That's a lot yeah. of green on there. I love it. Obviously, we talked about Rodriguez, Watterson, Gomez over one and a half. That was that was pretty much the only dicey one on here. Johnny Eblen, I guess, got a touch dice. Nah, yeah. Mitchell Ege, they have to, they had to bring out the doctor too. I mean, yeah. Richardson if, Hitchens was a complete snooze. That was a, that was a dub all the way through. If that um, fight went longer, maybe maybe Eblen's cut was bad enough. So yeah, know. I mean it was there, deep. There, was, there were some dice there. You could see his skull there. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're back. Juliana we're back. killing it. Back to back weeks. I Juliana's like, the the anchor of. Oh yeah, yeah. At this we'll, point. we'll take this week off just because it's limited pickings with uh, with just PFL Europe and, and yep. a little bit of boxing. We'll wait till uh, the UFC gets back on track uh, next week with the Apex card. But feeling good. Uh, we can go to my picks now as well. Uh, recap those quickly. Did well in the singles. I mean, we just continue with the green trend. We gotta gotta enjoy this because it's cool. uh, it doesn't always last long. So knock on wood that we can keep it up. Superleg got out. Yeah, got out with that one. That one, that one was very close. I thought they were gonna give it to Rod Tang. Uh, Usman. Is it time to have the conversation about the Usman brothers? Who's the better Usman? Uh, we're gonna save that. No, save it. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, we we do well. Unfortunately, we lose on the injury with Fazeev Gamrot and. Uh, just a, a bad bet on Kenny over there in Bellator. He he, he had nothing in that matchup. Uh, we can move along to the parlays. Two and one on the parlays and got one alive uh, for this week. Richardson Hitchens carries me over to Canelo. So I got Canelo at minus 154 going in this weekend. Uh, tough matchup against Charlo. Yeah, what do you think about that fight? I feel like Canelo wins it, but I feel like it's a competitive decision. I think it's going to be competitive, too. Charlo's nice. Yeah. Charlo's nasty with it. Looking forward to that one. Uh, the Jacob Malkoon cost me. Mm. Uh, unfortunate, but it is what it is. So, final recap here. Oh, Seven, yeah. 7 2 and 1 on singles. Another green, green, Look green, at all green, that green, green. Monday. Uh, five greens for us. Um, 7 2 and 1 on singles, 3 and 1 on the parlays. Uh, Do you have guess, a message for any of the doubters out there? No, no, no. We don't. I don't need to get back on him. I don't need to get back on him. I mean, I mean, I was told, uh, you know, worst sports better uh, ever, worst fight picker of all time. I uh, I wait for you to drop your picks just so I can directly fade them. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, 
You no would words? have nothing to say to them, but you know. Don't have what what would you say if you were going to say something to them? Uh, I mean, it's a great home. Oh, boom! <laughs> How about that? Ten <laughs> units on the year now, eighty-eight all time. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's feeling good, feeling good. But don't we say are. that to them. They, I would they not like I would that. Not say that to them. Uh, um, I have nothing to say. I mean, I'm a, uh, you know, humble man. You respect. Yeah, you respect me. I respect you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, we are feeling good. Hopefully, we can keep it going for the rest of the year. Yes. Um, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. But obviously. The next losing streak is always around the corner. You you learn that in this long game uh, of betting. And I do have one big hitter. I do have one to shout oh. out before we get to the chat. Late into the chat here. I said 23. Frank, you Frankie, about how are we doing? You all right? I mean, the thumbs are twiddling. All right, all right, all right. Well, I only have one big hitter, and we'll do the chat for 15 hey, minutes. Hey, you just do your thing, man. Don't worry about my beard. Big day for Ben's. Ben Davis coming on the show. What and we got? then uh Bean Jamin. Uh plus thirty-four thousand. Sent this one to me. Two dollars. Paid out at seven hundred. Cody Brundage. That worked out for him. Yeah. Tim Means, Miles Johns, Charles Jordan, Brian Battle, Marina Rodriguez, Bryce Mitchell, and Mateish Gamrock. Wow. What didn't work out for me, the over and uh and Jacob Malkoon yes. worked out for Ben. So shout out to him. Plus Thirty-four thousand six hundred and sixty-two. Very impressive stuff. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Some dicey ones in there, but he he was on the right end of it. Congrats to him. He certainly was. Uh, all right. So let's head to the chat. We got all about right. fifteen minutes here for the chat. Um, well, so let's just take an hour. Who cares? I like. It. I mean, I got nowhere. To Frankie, be. are you Frank, going you somewhere? Got anywhere to be? Uh, you know, I'm I'm here for the long haul. Wow. What a team player. Uh, let's see, let's see. We got Plissy Human in front of the bullseye. Let's make it interesting. Frank, you down? Yeah, why not? As long as it's Connor throwing, you're okay. If it's me, I mean, me. you might not make it. Yeah. Yeah. No good. Um, uh, let's see. You know, just waiting on him to come in. What do we got, chat? How much longer? Serious <laughs> 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 uh, That one from Mysterious Frank. Uh, as long as we want to go. All right. Uh, when are we getting the DK MMA hour? That's that's a good point. When are we getting the uh, MMA hour DraftKings League back? Yeah, that's me being lazy. We'll have it back next week. Oh, look at that. I'm not going to lie. No one asked for it, so I was just like, ah, oh, we can just skate away from this. You know, have to create it every week. But, uh, yeah. This person asks, and, and you're going to do the mensch thing. And Elijah won Dream. I mean, he's he's mm. a day one you guy. You got to do it for him. You got uh, should Wonderboy get a title shot after beating Shavkat? That's that's tough with the way the division stacks up. If, I, I I'm on the train of Bilal. Like I, I think yeah, Bilal it's one, it's man. hard to deny Bilal, but at the same time, there's going to be people at the top, champions, contenders that'll say, "I want Wonder Boy." Like they will call for him. So it, it could happen, uh, just on the basis of that. That that is the that is the benefit of being in Wonder Boy's position. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, yeah. If he goes out there, imagine if he finished Shavka. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It'd be it would be uh, tough. Tough sled in there. Um, Super Dave Fairtex asks, as we uh, <laughs> as we always get asked, where's the merch? Um, maybe no comment. One maybe one day. No, uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> uh, someone said, what did you message Iron Turtle that made him block you? What did you message Iron Turtle? I don't know. I've never messaged Iron Turtle. I thought that one was for you. No. You didn't message Iron Turtle? I don't message anybody. Maybe I missed something that that said that. Um, yeah, it looks like everyone's spamming darts. Everyone wants this wants this matchup. All right, let's let's 
uh, to go down. Is that a custom-made Knicks-themed Connor shirt? Is he talking about the shirt that I'm wearing right here? I think he might be. I think so. Oh, this is actually not Knicks. This is our man... A B shout out to Bronson. This is a nice uh, Coco Drio shirt off of his collection. I mean, embroidered, the colors pop. It's fantastic. One of my favorite shirts. Figured I had to wear it. The man just doesn't make anything bad. He just keeps. It's like the UFC announcements that we got. Just hit after hit after hit. Um, now we get. Can we get an Iron Turtle interview? Uh, shout out to the Iron Turtle. I mean, we like them, but. Um, GC or Rick, have you been to a PFL event that was blinded by the stage lights in between rounds and fights? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I have been. The lights can be pretty bright. Uh, I've also been to a Bellator fight where I was completely blinded by the lights. It was like the sun was across the arena from me and it was just directly into my eyes. I couldn't see anything. I think it's safe to say that MMA is mostly a television product at this point. There was a time where it was not. Um, so yeah, sometimes you're going to run into some things that, uh, interact and, and prevent your enjoyment um, from a live experience. But, uh, yeah, hopefully not. Good luck out there. What Bellator fighters would you rather have in the UFC than the PFL when they officially buy Bellator? This is from Cole B. He says top five. All of them? Johnny Eblen. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov. Uh, uh, Yarosov Amasov. Amasov. Um, Pitbull? Maybe, but I, I, I'm i trying to think of guys I'm going to get quite a few years out of, like um, uh, Apache Mix or Sergio oh, Pettis. Oh, Apache Mix would be nice in there. Apache yeah. Mix would be very nice in there. Uh, there, there. I mean, we've talked about this before. We said it at the beginning of the year, the champions were pro- like probably looked a little bit different. I don't even remember. Maybe not so much, actually. Bellator, like roster for roster, yeah. Like they're, they're not going to compete with, with UFC, but champ for champ, Man, they've got some. They've got some dogs there. All right, right I'm, here's my five: Vadim Nemkov, Yaroslav Amosov, Johnny Eblen, Usman Nurmagomedov, AJ McKee. There's my five. I mean, that's solid. I'd probably swap in somebody for Nemkov, but even him, like, yeah, I'd love to see it. Like, Cyborg. Yes, but now without Amanda there, it's like, what? What? The Amanda fight was the one I would have wanted for Cyborg. Without that, it's not as it's not as appealing. But yeah, I, w- I mean, don't get me started. The the best uh, women's fighter on the planet, Chris Cyborg. You don't have to rev me up too much. Two part question here: Are you allowed to interview real fighters? Uh, yeah, I just don't think it, real fighters <laughs> want to be interviewed by us. Yeah, there's a little less prestige than when Ariel's <laughs> trying to interview somebody. Um, we, I think, we'll, maybe when we do this again, there there'll be an opportunity for that. The circumstances have to be right, you know. Like when I did this back in, oh shoot, I don't even remember what year that was, 2015, 2016. I had some fi- mix of fighters and and media people and even an entertainer and Devin Sawan. The circumstances have to make sense for it. Like this week, we just felt like the announcements were the big thing, and let's talk to Bane. He was the story of the week. Uh, maybe next time is the answer. Uh, someone asked me. If I've beaten Zelda yet, that's actually so. Wait, that was a two-parter. Oh, the other one was uh, when are you finished fighter interview probation? No, oh, okay, uh, that was really a one-parter. Yeah, is uh, Frank no the one who asked that? Maybe. No. Uh, Elijah on Dream asked me, "Have I beaten Zelda yet?" No, I have not. I just got through the second Divine Beast, the camel Whoa. one. Uh, it took me about eighty tries. I mean, I was starting to get mad. What is know, a Divine getting, Beast? Getting close to throwing the old controller. Uh, so there's four divine beasts in the game. Uh, you have to take them back from Ganon. Uh, yep. And that's what I just did. So this is like the second big boss. 
Oh yeah, it was a big boss, uh, Thunderblight Ganon. That's that's who I fought. And you have to be four big bosses, and then you win. No, no, no. And then then you got to go take on Ganon oh. over at Hyrule Castle, oh, and there's wow. a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's a long game. It's a long game, and it's gonna be months before I beat it. Uh, but yeah, I started uh, started playing it a little bit more. I did uh, finished the Potter series. You know that was great. Uh, so now I'm all dedicated to Zelda. Getting getting past that. You're loving the Switch, huh? Oh, loving the Switch. Loving the Switch. Lo- it's great to go on the big screen too. It's just like this is nice. Uh, picks for the games tonight. Uh, I cannot give those. Who's out. playing? I, got, uh, actually, I haven't even looked who's playing because I got murdered in the NFL yesterday. It was bad stuff. Why? What did we have? Oh, we got, e- we got Eagles, Bucks, and Rams, Bengals. Uh, no, I did not bet against the Bills. Good. I mean, I feel like the Eagles are gonna keep it going. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, where's the plaid shirt, boys? Still nah, looking no. fresh, all the same. You know, I feel like I feel like we did it once. You know, that was a one-time deal. Yeah, one-time deal. Don't want to play it out. You know, um, GC or Rick, have you ever been to New Orleans? If so, how was it? You want to go first? I have been to New Orleans. I went to New Orleans last last year. I actually called in this show from New Orleans. I went for the <laughs> Final Four. Uh, it was amazing. I loved it. Bourbon Street's great. The food is great. The atmosphere is awesome. The Superdome is sick. Uh, highly recommend it. I've been to multiple bachelor parties in New Orleans, oh, and go. it's tremendous. Uh, I'm a big fan of that town. It rem- like I don't like leaving New York because I don't like having um, limited access to things at all times of day and night. And New Orleans and Vegas are places that I like to go because those are two places that you have access to things at any time of day. So yeah. I'm a big fan of of that vibe. I, I hate feeling like it's night. I have nowhere to go when I really want to go somewhere. New Orleans and Vegas are uh, are high on my list of places. Uh, what does Oliveira have to do to take home the belt? Oh boy, um, he has to keep it primarily standing, in my opinion. I don't think Islam is somebody who's going to create a lot of submission opportunities for him. Even though Charles is one of the very, very best at that. If Charles has an opportunity to maybe get to his back, like yeah, I think Charles is going to be dangerous and it's going to be dicey for Islam. But if it just turns into takedown into guard like i just really don't see charles Oliveira having a lot of success there uh, against islam i think he needs to keep it standing and i think he's very dangerous on his feet at this point in his career and and i think that's probably his best path to victory if it turns into the the same type of fight it was last time i i do not see it going very well yeah i mean the the uh the chaos that charles Oliveira brings he's always alive in a fight yeah i mean it's just he just has to control the chaos. The and, thing about and like that you is, said, keep it standing. It's such a hard, it's such a hard path to victory to predict like chaos, right? What you really want to look for is like, yeah, maybe he's a better grappler, or maybe he's a better striker. You can't kind of predict like Charles is going to have an opportunity that nobody on earth can can capitalize on and take a back and get a submission. But he is the type of guy who could do that, so maybe that'll work out. But in terms of a very straightforward path to victory. I, I, it's hard. He'd have to keep it standing, in my in my opinion. Can we get GC versus Eric on BTL? Already done. We did that. It's already been done. That was like early. Very, very early on. Yeah. Got the dub, no big deal. Uh, I mean, already, you know, controversial. Already been done. Uh, Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Talk Plus Money MMA. What is the funniest behind-the-scenes interaction you have had with a guest, good or bad, your choice? Uh, I will go first here. I, I know mine. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, Kayla Harrison came in studio last year uh, before the PFL <laughs> Championships. And, uh, you know, very busy woman, uh, a lot on her plate. Uh, we 
were very busy that day and like had kind of made her wait a little bit upstairs. Uh, so I went to go get her. Um, you know, she's she's got to fight the next day or, or in two days she's focused on that. You know, I always drum up conversations. Sometimes the the fighters don't really want to do it. Most of the time they do. Kelly Harrison, you know, she was just kind of like, yeah, cool to be here. That's all that. Uh, so the conversation died. Like it, it kind of fell silent. And I had these sneakers on and my right shoe was squeaking, like squeaking. I'm talking like the SpongeBob episode of Squeaky Boots. And it's just me and her. And for the entire length of a hallway, it's just, there's no one here either because it's the holidays. It's thir- Thanksgiving is the next day, I believe. Uh, and it's just dead silent, us walking, and my shoe just squeaking over and over and over. I was just like... Is this hallway getting longer right now? When is this hallway going to end? Like, I need to get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, that was my... Uh, was there any addressing of the squeaking? Like, what happened from there? Like We got to this control room. I was like, thank God. I was like, this is our audio guy, Frank. He's Nobody like, said you, it. You, know. you didn't say it. They didn't say it. You're just like... Nope. I mean, uh, listen, I had already, like, you know, I've been like... You tried to keep the convo going. Yeah, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I'm bad at starting conversations. I'm like, oh, yeah, your kid's excited for the Macy's Day Parade? She's like, yeah. I'm like cool and uh yeah no, so uh, by the way out. i don't find that to be true I, th- I feel like you're very good in conversation well then it's like now i'm now i'm making the risk of doubling down and being like squeaky shoes am i right <laughs> or being like would you shut the fuck up <laughs> i hate this guy who is yes. this guy yes uh, um, so yeah that's that's one that always sticks out to me so for me i guess it's not funny so much as like i spoke to mayhem miller before the infamous set storming thing so i'll just leave it at that like yeah i had a conversation with that man before he coincidentally we were talking about kevin james to promote here comes the boom yes let's go Um, let's go so it all ties back together but yeah that was one of the more memorable uh moments uh, that i've had behind the scenes with any guests i also there he is i also want to be very clear uh this this is no indictment on on kayla harrison no this This, is a weird awkward situation yeah this this is more on me she's a very uh lovely personality um anything for you frank you're always micing people up and whatnot yeah um when connor was here mcgregor he was so busy i mean yeah connor mcgregor so i'm having to lean over a desk to try to put a laugh pack in his pocket and he's his attention is completely somewhere else there are three people in between us and sure enough um it's just really awkward that's the best way to describe it i mean you got anything else like a then I went to the green room to grab um, Aljamain Sterling, and he was sleeping. Mm. I've so actually I went to the green room to grab Izzy one time, and he was napping. Comfortable, comfortable green room, apparently. Comfortable green good. room and busy people. Busy people. Yeah, good good for tired fighters to to sleep. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other before we move on from it. Like Max Holloway was really like that was just a a cool moment because he was mm. just chilling. Like he's I mean, Max is the coolest. Hanging out, he's cooler than Max. It's like fifteen minutes in the back, just just hanging out, talking about his trip to Japan. That was like a wow. We're just chatting it up with Max Holloway right now. That was a, that was a cool moment. It I like that. MJF yelling at me. Oh, that was oh a good yeah, one. that was that was a good one. MJF screaming in the back. That was good. Yes, yes, yes. MJF. Uh, I mean, Frank, why did you piss him off? Like, do do I mean, better. It wasn't hard. I yeah. just looked at him weird, and then it was like all over. Yeah, do better next time. But uh, shout out to MJF, killing it. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's any more before we move on. There's been a lot. 
Yeah, I, honestly, like there's so many. I, yeah. I don't even remember. Uh, GC, is it fair to say Desmond Ritter is not him? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think he's him. How are we feeling? Like, where's the fandom right now in terms of that? Like, where are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. I'll always support, but like, I'm not like. But like, are you like? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't ruin my day. Okay. It doesn't ruin my day. So you're not like super invested, but you're still like, yeah, let's. Yeah, go. watch. Yeah, I watch. Okay, fair enough. For sure. Um, need odds on GC to complete Breath of the Wild by December 31st. We'll say to complete it by then, plus 150. Mm. Uh, I haven't played a, uh, a Zelda since Zelda 64, but I really wow. like that one. Wow. Which uh, Ocarina of Time. Wait, what do you nice. mean? Which one, Frank? Well, there was a second one. On no, the no, original. Uh, here's another decent one. If you can't watch UFC, which promotion do you prefer? Bellator, PFL, One, or KSW? I mean, y'all know where I'm going here. It's KSW. KSW is my second favorite promotion. I'm going to go... I'm probably going to go One, honestly. Like... I think PFL's model is more viable because they're doing something completely different. But man, like the the combination of just weird types of fights and different disciplines and things that one does, like as we were just talking about with Superlek and uh, Rod Tang, it, it works for me. Like it's <clears throat> it's the lowest lift. You can just tune in and see something fun. So yeah, for me, it's it's probably one championship actually. Uh, let's see, one, two more. How often does Ariel show up to do an extracurricular event? Going to a fight, going to dinner, going to lunch? That's more a question for you guys. I feel like you guys go out more. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much always down for a nice dinner. Lunch? I mean, he's, he's, he's pretty far out there. He's, yeah. He's, he's got a hike to get in here. But when he's in here, he's down for stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then when there's an event, yeah, he's down for it. I think we play too much to him. Not being down for stuff. He's down. For yeah, it. but he deserves it because he does the guilt of like, oh, no invite? No when, invite? When it's yeah, like, you, you knew know, he was never going to Yeah, come. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's earned that. He's earned that. Uh, what do you guys make of Colby calling out Makashev, and how do you think that fight goes? Uh, interesting. Um, another departure from top-ranked welterweights, like getting opportunities. Um, I'd be interested to see it. How do I think it goes? I don't know. I need to see them standing next to each other. I need to see Islam and, and Colby next to each other. Um, but I like it. And I think it's smart by Colby. Yeah. I mean, Call out everybody. He's like, who cares? Uh, that would be an incredible fight. A um, couple more here, and then we'll get to the darts. Uh, sure. You know, that's my uh, that's my signal there to Joe. We talked this about is, that. We talked about uh, that pre-show. I needed to have a little Did you signal. say you were going to specifically call this out? And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say a couple more questions. So was it the... One or two more, or the couple more. That, that was the signal. Cue. Signal's okay. good. Okay, we're doing the signal officially. Uh, has mysterious Flan- Frank stopped? Frank? What, what the hell? Stop flank. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> you threw him off, Frank. Stop no, no, no. I ears. threw myself off. It's it's Frank to flake, and that's messing me up. Has mysterious Frank stopped flaking on plans, or is he still up to his old tricks? Funny you say that. Uh, we were supposed to go somewhere on Saturday. Frank did not end up there again. Again, Frank. You so you know what's so funny about that? Plans with GC, whatever. Like I'm gonna show up or I'm not. Beard repair or whatever the hell oh, it's yeah, called. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 
guys, the time I gotta I yeah. gotta get out of here. That he's a real stickler for that. But uh, show up to hang out with GC. Yes, Dicey. someone someone needs to make the meme of the kid in the pajamas and the kid in the suit, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, when it's plans with GC pajamas. Frank, when it's time for a hundred dollar beard trimming suit. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. the money investment makes that make sense a little bit, though. Eh. <laughs> Someone asked, "Why do you keep making plans with Frank?" That's a good question. Yikes! I mean, I go to ninety eight percent of them. What is that? Is that's that an what, accurate number? I, I would say it's closer to eighty percent. I still better than what I thought. Good job, Frank. Yeah, I do my best. Frank must be really cool. Too cool for you. Uh, where do you see OSP going next? Mm. Very random. I have no idea. Possible future PFL one milli winner someday? Maybe a contestant in the tournament? Yeah, I think he'd be in the tournament. I don't know if I'm writing that as, as in as a as a winner yet. Everyone's saying Flank is the new name. Sorry <laughs> about that, Frank. Mysterious <laughs> or I guess Flank. We need to talk offline. They're saying the Flankinator. <laughs> flank and take it. Flank and beans. Flank steak. <sighs> I feel a bit like Kayla Harrison right now. Yeah, I <laughs> hope I, I hope my I hope my shoe doesn't start speaking when I get up. Uh, New York, Rick, you've been hooping lately. Yes, I've been hooping a lot. Um, looking for good places out on Long Island. Found a few. Found some real games. Found some real comps. So, uh, yes, and I and I love to hoop. Uh, we need to hoop. We talked about that, and then it kind of fizzled. We we now <laughs> it's getting into right the cold now? weather. I mean, I, yeah, I'll you tell you what. I would have liked to. I would have liked to do that more than I would have liked to do darts. That's for sure. All right. Well, how about you just throw a basketball at the dartboard? Mm-hmm. You really want us to go over that dartboard? I'm enjoying just wallowing over here in your a- anxiety. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's play yeah. some darts. Uh, okay. It's, it's the long-awaited match, the long-anticipated. Yeah, people have been waiting. Oh, I like this. Love this. As we turn on the extra lights, like it feels like we're in a oh, stadium. Are we good. good to stand up, Frank? This is good. Are we good, Frank? Yeah. Here we go. All right. You want red or blue? Uh, let, me, let me have red. All right, so the name of the game here is we're just going to play 501. Okay. Uh, we're not that good, I have to say. Like I, Who's we? I talk a lot of trash, but I really am not that good no, at this. I feel, I feel like uh, you are good. So we're not even going to do the double out. Just 501. First to knock 501 off the board. We don't want to keep people here forever. I mean, can we talk about the scorecards? I mean, wow. look at that up top. Did you that's, make that? No, no, no. That's Frankie? actually a Frankie creation. Wow. That's a Frankie creation. Can I just soak this in for a second? I like this. I, I just need to... Well, you soak it in, I'm going to go with first. With the peach, right? with the apple? I mean, oh, that, I mean, that's been there. I mean, that was the last time. I guess you just didn't notice it. I didn't. Uh, it is what it is. All right. Whew. A little more pressure frame. now with the I'm lights, frame, now, so now that we're all on. All right. All right. I mean, almost got the triple 20, but that is a one. Two 18s. No, I mean, you're... 37. You're, 37, you're Frankie. All right, so now... My elbow has to stay behind the line? Like, help me no, here. No, no, no. Just foot behind the line. You can lean over if you want. Oh, wow. Wow. There All we right, go. There we go. That's not bad. All right. A little more power. A little right, more so power. We got a three and oh, I got to pull those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A three and a seven. So that's that's 10. Beautiful. Not here we bad. go. Uh, I, I kind of feel like Gabe Silva and your uh, Ben Bain? Davis. Yeah, that, that's probably accurate. All right. Wow. What happens there? You uh, rethrow it? No, nah, it just doesn't count. Wow, that's a, even though it hit the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad turn for me though. Barely miss uh, on two double twenties, and I just end up with a one. Wait, really? Yeah, this was just a one. Even the door just open. Just a one twenty, right? That's not bad. Eighteen. 
12, 30, and a 20, 50. Okay. We're in it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, 18, 18, 20, 12. I love it, dude. The scoreboard looks fantastic, by the way. We lost the music, Frank? Yeah, I like this, Frankie. Good job. Oh, wow, I'm actually still in it. That, that dart falling off the board really helped. I mean, can I get a triple 20 to save my life? Uh, 45. So what's great about this is GC's like actually like aiming for it and I'm just... Well, that's kind of the benefit when you're new to darts. Like, you can score without hitting 20s. But you did just get a 20. 24. Oh, that's all right. 24 is still good. Uh, went to went and saw some regional MMA this weekend. How'd we do? Dead Serious 50. My guy Jordan Morgan. Yeah. How did you look? Hold on. Here we go. All right. There we go. Wow. You know what? I've never appreciated this darts production until now. This 20. is this is actually like that's 65 for me there, Frankie. Shut us off. I'm, I'm sunk. Uh, Jordan Morgan looked fantastic. Second round finish, leg kick TKO. Oh wow! Yeah, it was uh, it was something what, to behold. That was his debut, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good to get the leg kick TKO. What do we got? 17, uh, 30, 13. Uh, what is 32. That's 17. 32 for. I mean, Rick hanging in there, man. Yeah. I need I need I a feel big like one. That here. last round put me. I mean, come on. Can the kid get a triple twenty? Nope. Uh, 38. Uh, yeah, the fight was in a shopping center. Okay. Yeah, we actually. I have, mean, we actually have the video here. If we can, just yeah, maybe roll that while while I'm taking my puny throws. I mean, yeah. So we were in a shopping center next to a, a loaded spoon and a, a Top Golf sweep. I mean, there were like roller coasters. It was like a whole kids what arcade. What is this one worth? I was like, is someone gonna get knocked out? Uh, 25. Wow. So 39. 39 for, for Rick. And then you go straight from the roller coasters to the ring. And uh, yeah, I also think we have a picture here of my man Jordan Morgan. Let's see it. Just, I, I mean, it, watch this head kick. I mean, it's just oh. beauty. Look at that. So this guy recovered from this, and then he kicked his legs out. Yep. It was wow. impressive, man. It was a good showing. Showed some grappling Shout out to too. Jordan. Shout out to Jordan, man. Uh, I will be watching his ride. Give me the trip. Right, 60. I mean, it's pretty good, you know? I know, but I'm looking for the doubles and triples. I'm trying to put this thing away here. Yeah, maybe maybe help me out. Show some mercy here. No, no, no. You're, you're hanging in, actually. You're making me a little nervous. Yeah, uh, keep hitting one. Eight, though. 20. Yeah. Is this uh, the longest game of 501? Uh, it's up there. This is definitely not what you would see. Uh, if you tune into the zone. All right, now you're starting to get your groove, though. I know, I just can't get the reds, though. 18, 58 there. All right, so we're, we're I see I see the pattern developing here. Here we go. This is I good. mean, I'm putting it where I want to put it. I'm just yeah. not getting it in the colors. Oh, that's a triple 20, I think. Is it? Wow, yes. It Who would have thought you would get one point? All right, so what is that? 60, 75, 95. Wow. Whoa, that was a nice yes, round. Yes, Ricky, not making this easy for me. <laughs> okay. All right, I caught up again. Oh, did that end it? No, that's a one. That's another one. Uh, let's see, triple one for twenty-four. Leave it. I mean, the door's wide open for you, Ricky. Yeah, put, this put is up another this is where I'm gonna, This is where I'm gonna choke it real bad, though. Yeah. See. 
All right, now over. Lugging it over there. We got six, three, 11. <laughs> All right, so like now we're kind of getting in the range. In normal darts, you have to end on a double. Yes, which, that would take forever for us. What happens if you don't, your score stays the same and you just keep going? Yeah, it's, just okay. like, it's like you busted. Yeah. But okay, so let's say you get it on the first dart, the number you need, then what? Is it over or do you have to throw the other ones? No, no, no. Like if I, like say I needed 40 and I hit a double 20, the match is over. Okay. Or the Got leg it. is Got over. Got it. Got it. Wow. Wow. I mean, you're getting the 20s though. Oh, Aye, is nah, that one? Missed the double. Uh, 40 for me, Frankie. Yeah, my beginner's luck is is helping me stay in this, but then we're we're sunk after that. 12. Oh. Not bad. 29? No, it's it's uh this one. Is that nine? Oh, yeah, it's, 26. It's, yeah. It's oriented right, right? Yeah. You think way. you can finish this one off? No. I can't hit the triple. I, uh, I, I hope the fans are enjoying 58. this. I mean, they called for it. They asked for they this. Called for they called for it. This, this is the official pathetic display. All right, now, now at 56, now I can finish this off. Okay, thank you. Not on a double, though, unfortunately. We're not that good. Actually, you know what? I kind of have gotten Just exploring the, the, board. the rhythm 29. a little bit down. In All right, here we go. 56. Got to get right. at least 56. Let's end it here. Come on, GC. I'm rooting for you. 20. Ah, oh, I killed it. No, no. Oh, that might be it. Is that it? That's it. Double 20. Let's go. 61. Fair play, team. Fair play, sir. team. Congratulations. Uh, um, can I, do I have a triple 20 in me? Uh, triple 20. Me. Nope. I did hit the green ring. Yeah, I mean, you got the triple 20. And, oh, and, and you got a bullseye. That's right. Not, not that's dead right. on. Uh, all right. That's that. What are we doing? Do we want to wrap up from here? Do we want to sit? What are we doing? Yeah, we can sit down. We can sit yeah. down to wrap up. I feel like Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ariel, whenever you're ready. Yeah. I mean, you, you tried it last time. You did the whole promo. Yeah, you, you didn't you had the bell. You didn't even watch it. You didn't even. Um... Do you see the dart shark? Yeah. Let me get yeah. a let me let, let me get a good game in me. I mean, it's not my board, that's not my darts. You can you can admit that you were going easy and letting me. Yeah, so. I'm, playing, I'm playing on the road. I mean, I made sure to get the 20 so people knew I was aligned properly, knew, knew yeah. I knew what I was doing. But uh yeah, no, no triple twenties or anything like that. Um all right, after seeing me perform, can the people believe that I got a 180? That like throwing all day, I got lucky enough to hit the triple twenty. I believe it. Three I always times believe in a row. It, though. I would never I mean, the amount of people that called me a liar, it's it's it actually is. No, is that's crazy. Frank, not you. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> what are you saying? I man? just wanted to see if you were still paying attention. Oh, uh, actually, I just wanted to see if you were still here and didn't dip I out know, for honestly, your beard, beard uh, restoration. I mean, dude, I got I got scissors. If if we uh, if you want me to just cut it for you. The okay. All right. It was a good show. Good show, man. I mean, we had. How about Ben the Bane? Babyface. Babyface, man. Yeah. Uh, great chat with him. Uh, hopefully we get another fight booked soon. Uh, hopefully a little bit more. Sounds like Fitzgerald's got some uh, explaining to do about that grappling. Brandon, match. where you at, man? Um, feel like we covered it all. Anything and else? Anything else, Frank? I think that about covers all of it. Fight news, all the fights, the bets. I think we hit everything. Look at that. It was three, a busy week. Three thirty, Frank. We didn't even go that long, man. 
No complaints from me. Oh, you know what? There is one other thing. Oh, let's go. If you haven't already, would you please consider voting for the MMA Hour, this show, MMA Fighting, and Ariel Hawani in the World MMA Awards. The URL to do that, www.worldmmaawards.com slash nominees dash 2023. But if you just go to worldmmaawards.com, uh, you can find it there. Consider uh, voting for some great people and, and programming. Uh, shout out to Joe. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Connor. Shout out to Frank, everybody who works on this show. Um, and yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun. For, uh, we're up for show of the year, MMA fighting. Best MMA programming the for the MMA hour. Uh, outlet of the year, MMA media source of the year for MMA fighting. And Ariel Hawani for umpteenth time. Uh, journalist of the year. I, I know you Goat are status, too. Legendary. Uh, a book put out odds on it. We're both sitting on that Ariel Hawani plus one sixty. I mean, when you're gonna give me free money, I mean, you're gonna give me know? plus one sixty. Uh, they, the odds weren't in favor of us to win uh, best MMA programming. Unfortunately, you know what? Who doesn't like an underdog story? That's what I'm saying about who the little like, engine that could. You know this this little could. program always doubted the underdog. You know. No, no, no. We, yeah, we were last in odds. So oh, really? It felt, it felt like a touch uh, Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, it was just like, wow, no love for us. Uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Um, I think we we do some good work here. So if you agree, uh, head over there. Yeah, go vote for us, please. You know, yeah. Make it competitive. If we win, we get to go to Vegas. That'd be great. I don't know if that's actually true, but uh, I'll go to Vegas. <laughs> we'll go to we Vegas. Win. Yeah, we'll go to Vegas if we win. That'll be sick. Frank, how many times have you voted? Uh, at least 23. Okay, good. I've voted a couple times. So many VPN accounts. I'll uh, I'll vote some more too. So uh, yes, please go uh, do that. Support us. What was the address again? Uh, because we can support you. Yeah, www.worldmmaawards.com. Oh, well, yeah, if you want the HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash, uh, you can do that. As well. We can actually hit Well, you're right, forward we, slash. We can hit all this right. again on, on Wednesday uh, because we will have some breaking news on Wednesday. We'll let the big man break it. Whoa. Is. Yeah, it's uh, some exciting stuff. Uh, you know, we'll get into it on Wednesday though. Yeah, I won't, I won't give anything away. Fans I, will like it. Fans yeah, will. I, I I hope the fans like it. I hope the fans like it because a lot depends on that. So breaking news on Wednesday. Uh, and yeah, I guess you can hit the you can hit the the music, Frankie. Another one in the go books. ahead. And call, go ahead and call your Uber uh, yes. for your beard appointment, man. Another hey, one in the books, man. Yeah. What'd left. you think? How do we do compared to last time? How do, how do you feel about it? I thought we did good. I thought we did good. I mean, it, it's kind of tough to come off of, uh, you know, this weekend as opposed to UFC 292. Sean O'Malley just won the belt. We had, like, incredible artwork. Right. We were in our aerial get-ups. I thought it was a one-off. Like, you know, I poured everything into it. And then a quick turnaround got called off the bench again. Uh, Maybe we just do it, you know? Every Friday. Roll it out. Listen, man. Little, little shoulder programming. You talk to my agent and we'll figure something out. All right. Out. Frank, what do you think? You're his agent. I will rubber stamp it. Okay. All right, rubber stamp it, man. Um, what are the Ubers looking like? How much do they cost? They're not cheap. Neither is the beard but trim. But the beard is worth it. Neither is the beard trim. All so this work on your beard Uber and your hair for no one to see black. you. No, Dang I mean, it. he still has people in his life. Yeah. His wife has to deal with them. His wife told me that she hasn't seen him in, in months. Wow. Yeah. So he's not showing up for you. His yeah. wife doesn't even know where he is. Where is Frank going? We have really good snacks here at Vox. <laughs> he's rating the he's rating the snacks here. Okay, fair enough. What are we gonna do? Another one of these? Oh, hopefully, hopefully a while. Let's hopefully the... this inspires Ariel Hawani to say, you know what? I'll yeah. leave it in their hands every so often and not feel like he has to, and then 
Yeah, hopefully roll it like, back out. But maybe, maybe you know, I'll I'll be there. I'll be there. I can't, think we can. I think we could it. do some interviews. I think the fans can can have that next time. I'm down. I'm yeah. down. I was good with Ben. Uh, yeah. Is that it? That's it. The back on Wednesday. Should be a full show. Great lineup. Thanks for watching. Thanks to Ben the Dane Davis. See you Wednesday. We're out. Meow. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code THEMMAHOUR. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.